Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Odin's Movie Blog. I am the critic who is a cynic, and I hope everyone is doing well on this Wednesday. Yes, this is not a normal time that I usually stream. However, after last night's very quick and very vague stream, a lot of people had a lot of questions, and there were a lot of things that I simply could not discuss until now. Now the embargo has lifted on reviews and us being able to talk about the movie, and so this chat, as you can tell from the title, will be filled with Rise of Skywalker spoilers. So if you do not want to be spoiled, if you care about this movie somehow, if you do not want any information about this movie, you should stay away from this chat and you should stay away from Reddit because, yes, every single thing that happened during <laughs> during the weeks building up to this movie, every single leak that we got from Reddit is pretty much all true. Every single thing is true. And dear Lord, this film is a hotbed of garbage. There is no better way to put it. Almost everyone in the media even, including some of the shills, are now going after this movie, calling it the worst Star Wars movie of all time. And I don't think that's an understatement. I think that one could argue that this film is worse than The Last Jedi because objectively speaking, this film is incredibly flawed. This film has the markings of a rush job all over it. And also it has the markings of a film and a director and a writer that had no idea where they were taking this story. Anyone in the Lucasfilm elites that are going to somehow claim, Oh, we had a plan from the very beginning. We had a plan from the start. And this was our plan. Palpatine was always coming back from the very beginning. I call BS. I call absolute BS on all of that nonsense. There is no way that this is the last movie that they had planned for the trilogy because if this is what's been planned from the beginning, dear Lord, some of these people need to go back to school <laughs> because they don't know how to make a movie. And oh my goodness gracious. So I know that y'all have a lot of questions. Obviously, I could go off and talk about spoilers, but I have very bad... Uh, <laughs> I have the inability to keep on uh, going on point, etc. So I'm going to let y'all's questions guide the conversation. I will reveal every single thing that you want revealed. Again, I, I do not have to hold back anymore like I did last night. So please, let's go ahead and get to the chat with the questions. Alice Gordon says, Howdy, Odin. How's it going? It's going fine. Also, if you are interested in the Rotten Tomatoes score, which last time I checked was at 57% from critics. That's right, 57% from critics. Go check out the Welcome to Asgard channel. I have a live stream going over there right now as well, and it's refreshing refreshing the Rotten Tomatoes page. So if that's something that interests you, go ahead and check that out. That way you don't have to go to Rotten Tomatoes yourself. Gmuggy76 says, which of the original characters or ships die? Okay, so what characters die? Well, Kylo Ren dies. Leia dies. I'm um, trying to think of anyone else. There's a lot of other characters that die. But as far as main characters go, Kylo Ren dies. Rey dies at one point. Rey dies at one point, And then we have that just creepingly disturbing scene where Kylo Ren climbs out of a pit, uses his life force, uses the force to bring her back to life. They have a kiss that lasts for 10 to 15 seconds. They smile at each other. Kylo seems to look weak. And then he crumbles to the ground and fades away. Yes, he dies, Kylo Ren dies, and he fades away right after kissing Rey. I don't know if that says volumes about Rey, or if it just says volumes about the writing staff, which sucked. But yes, those are the two main characters that died. Uh, Matt Hicks says, how woke is it? See, here's the thing. I don't even hate the film for wokeness. I hate the film because it's a bad film. It is a terribly made film. The, the entire story 
feels like it was just plucked out of thin air. From the opening crawl, which indeed we mentioned on the Geese and Gamers channel a couple days ago, the crawl that we had, word for word, the same exact crawl in the film where it says Palpatine. And then I imagine if anyone has not been following any of the Star Wars news, if you go into this film and the first thing you see in the crawl is talking about Emperor Palpatine, you're going to be very confused. And even knowing about it, I was confused because nothing was explained. That's the other big problem with this film is that it's a giant mystery box. It is literally Star Wars, the mystery box movie, because every single thing that happens is either not explained or is given some randomly convenient subplot that is never fully fleshed out. It's, it's, it's awful. It is complete trash. It is completely awful. All right, let's see. Who else? Uh, any other questions in the chat? Alex says, Force Ghost Jar Jar Binks. No, we do not get Force Ghost Jar Jar Binks. We do get Force Ghost Luke coming back. And there is a great scene in which Luke Skywalker, Force Ghost Luke Skywalker, who somehow, as a Force Ghost, was able to grow his hair just a little bit longer. I thought that was an interesting choice on their part. But of course, why should they care about the film making sense? All they want are for blind sheep to go see their movie, no matter how bad it is, because guess what? People will do it. People will go see it no matter what. And that's the sad part. But you do see you do see a Force Ghost Luke. He has about maybe five minutes of full-on Force Ghost Luke talking to Rey, trying to convince her to, to not give up. So at one point, she takes uh, Kylo Ren's ship after she brings Kylo Ren back to life because, yeah, that's right, Kylo Ren gets stabbed through the chest with a, <laughs> with a lightsaber. And then Rey, all of a sudden, magically can heal. So there's one scene earlier in the film where she heals this giant sandworm for some godforsaken reason. Somehow she's able to heal people now. She heals Kylo Ren. She steals his ship because, of course, that's what she does. She goes to that island that was in The Last Jedi. So we actually get Porgs again. That's right. The Porgs make a comeback. We get Porgs again. The Porgs make a comeback uh, for a brief second. And she goes to the island. She burns the ship. So the ship is now burning and she decides she's going to throw away the lightsaber. She throws the lightsaber into the flames, and guess what happens? A hand comes out and catches it. Whose is it? Oh, that's right, it's Force Ghost Luke, who then makes a comment saying, what kind of a fool throws away their lightsaber? To that effect. Basically, either crapping on what Ryan Johnson did, which I think that that's exactly what happened, crapping all over Ryan Johnson's throwing the lightsaber over the shoulder in The Last Jedi. So, again... You know, Force Goes Luke totally calls Ray out here, totally criticizes Ray for doing exactly what he did about throwing the weapon, which is just, dear Lord, it's so stupid, and then has a conversation with her, then gets to the point where she says, I can't go anywhere because I don't have the Wayfinder anymore, which again, is this convenient thing that just randomly comes into existence that somehow points to this one planet. <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah, I'll accept that. Uh, and so she has no way of flying back, though. She has the Wayfinder because the Wayfinder is conveniently on the ship that she stole from Kylo Ren. And But then she destroyed the ship. So how is she going to fly off? Don't worry. Force Ghost Luke Skywalker can take care of that because Force Ghost Luke Skywalker uses the Force to raise his, that's right, his X-Wing fighter pilot, his X-Wing ship, from the waters outside of the island so that she, Rey, can not only can not only fly the Millennium Falcon, but also flies his X-Wing. That's right, Ray flies <laughs> Ray flies Luke's X-Wing, wearing his hat and all, to the point where after she's flying back closer to the first or to the resistance, they say, wait a minute, this this doesn't sound right. The the, the call sign on this it says Luke Sky it says Luke Skywalker. 
So she becomes Red 5. She becomes Red 5. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. There's so much. There's so much to say. Uh, J Money J, thank you for the five dollars super chat, says, without giving any spoilers, how much of Mary Sue is Ray on a scale of 1 to 10? Well, this is a spoiler stream, man, so I think you came to the wrong one. But I can say as far as her being OP goes, she's a 10. If, if Rise of Skywalker, if all the previous films, she's like a 7 or 8, she's a full-on 10 here. She can heal people. At one point, she's levitating 10 feet off the ground, also while at the same time having a bunch of rocks hovering around her without even breaking a sweat during her so-called training. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it, it's pretty bad. Uh, not to mention, she can also, oh, the best part. So, if we're talking about force powers here, this is what also Ray now has the ability to do. A ship... A ship that has taken Chewbacca and is flying away, she is able to stop it in midair. So now she's so powerful, she can stop a ship, a pretty decent sized ship, not as small as an X-Wing, not as large as, you know, as a Star Destroyer, but still a decent sized ship she's able to stop in midair. Not even trying that hard, is able to pull it back down with the Force. A ship that's flying away, she's able to pull back down. (laughs) <laughs> to pull it back down using the force. And then in that process, Kylo Ren's trying to push it away with the force. They're battling with each other. And then in her anger, sparks fly out of her hand because she is a Palpatine. It is indeed confirmed. Emperor Palpatine himself tells her, you're a Palpatine, Empress Palpatine. Basically trying to get her to sit on the throne becoming the new emperor, but she'll be an empress. Yeah, that, that happens in the film too. Uh, Louis Legray, thank you for subscribing to the channel. Uh, Mikey Guzzler, thank you for the $2 Super Chat, says, Is Han Solo in the film and who portrays him? Han Solo is in the movie, played by Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford, in the flesh, shows up as Han Solo. And they try and play it off as, Oh, you know, Kylo says, You're not real, you're just a memory. And Harrison Ford says, Your memory. And then they have a conversation back and forth. They mirror the same exact words that were spoken when he first killed him in The Force Awakens. Uh, the same hand touch on the face and everything like that. It's to the point where he realizes now that he's good. He somehow realizes the power of love. And he turns around and he throws his crappy lightsaber into the ocean. Turns back around and Han is gone. So he doesn't show up as a Force ghost. He's a memory. But even after being called out as a memory, they still have a conversation. So they don't fully explain how that's possible, but that, that happens. And uh, Hunga Chunga Funga Monkey, thank you for the $3 donation via Streamlab, says, Disney Dumpster Fire Trilogy, I'm so glad I will not be seeing this movie ever. Hashtag Duck Fisney. Hashtag Luck uh, Focus Film. Yes. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Uh, Captain Dean Heiss over on DLive. I see my DLive fam. Captain uh, Mr. Roy, thank you for the four-month substreak. I appreciate it, man. Captain Dean Heiss, thank you for the three ice cream donation. Dean Heiss says, Ewoks? Yes. The Ewoks make an appearance in this movie. So at the very end, when all the Star Destroyers are starting to be destroyed by the resistance of the galaxy, you see you see a shot from one of the moons of Endor, and you see two Ewoks in their full-on uh, practical effect glory. So the Ewoks do indeed make a return there. I'm sure the chat is lighting up right now, so if I miss a comment, it's not being done on purpose. Uh, I don't know how many people are watching this right now. Let me go ahead and check. We got 170 people watching. Thank you so much. Please smash that like button. Lord knows that that Disney probably doesn't want me doing a stream right now, though. These 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 leaks and these rumors have been around for weeks and months on, on Reddit. They weren't able to get rid of those. It's amazing the power that the internet has these days to do this. All right, jumping back over to the YouTube chat, though. Um, let us see, let us see, let us see. 
Uh, Micah D2 says, how dead on was I about the, uh, with the lightning killing Palpatine? You were dead on, Micah D2. So last night, Micah D2 spoke in some coded language because he had an idea of how Palpatine died. So Palpatine is using force lightning. And Rey is able to hold off Palpatine, who, actually, let, let me reverse this. So Palpatine is this vampire-esque character. So he looks terrible. All the leaked images that we got of him looking god-awful, all those are true, all of those are real. He's got, like, glazed eyes over. They don't ever explain how he survived. He, he's not a clone. They don't, they don't say he's a clone. They just simply mention the whole powers that are unnatural. They use the whole unnatural thing. So basically, a oh, yeah, just because. <laughs> he survives just because. He's powerful. But he's in a weakened state. And so his master plan is to get Rey, who is his granddaughter, to come to him so that she can kill him. And by killing him in anger, it's going to allow all of the Sith, all the spirits of the Sith, to enter into her. Because somehow all of the spirits of the Sith are already in him, conveniently. And by killing him, that would allow her to become the new Empress of the dark side, the new Sith Empress, take over the Empire with these 5,000-plus ships that just magically appear from under the ground and under the, under the ocean, just, just magically appear somehow. Don't explain how they were able to do that. And, <laughs> God, man, just remembering it is it's just so infuriating of how bad this film really is. Um, and so during that process, though, she, of course, resists because she can. Uh, she eventually hears a bunch of Force Ghost voices, so she doesn't see the Force Ghost, but you have Force Ghost voices, so you have uh, you have Luke Skywalker being heard. You do have Ahsoka Tano being voiced by the original actress from The Clone Wars, so luckily they didn't recast her, so the original actress that did the adult Ahsoka Tano, and I, I think the kid as well, but Ahsoka Tano's original voice is in there too. Qui-Gon Jinn, Liam Neeson's voice, shows up as well. I couldn't tell... If I could hear Samuel L. Jackson or not, I honestly can't remember. Uh, but Yoda's voice is heard loud and clear. Liam Neeson's voice is heard loud and clear. You hear Ben Kenobi. Uh, so you hear Ewan McGregor's voice as well. All the voices are talking to her, saying that she's the one, and and, and everyone, and the Force is with her, and basically all the Jedi are in her. So the, the, the big clip that's making the rounds nowadays is when he's shooting the Force lighting at her. She's able to hold that off. So, before I get ahead of myself, during the process, I know I'm all over the place, guys. There's just so much going on in my mind right now. Before going after uh, Ray, Ray of course, resists. Then Kylo Ren shows up, and he's a good guy now. And they're supposedly a dyad, uh, whatever the hell that means. They're a dyad, Kylo and, and Ray. And so they're stronger together. And so they stand next to each other, both of them, with the blue lightsabers. The other blue lightsaber, of course, belongs to Leia. Because Leia is now, according to this film... A uh, Jedi who was being trained as a Jedi, but never finished her training, but somehow was able to be called Master by, by Rey. Rey calls Leia Master at one point in this movie when she's being trained, even though she never finished training herself, and she also had a lightsaber. So at one point, Luke Skywalker on the island says, oh, by the way, you'll need this too, conveniently. Here's, here's Leia's lightsaber, brings both the lightsabers with her, and then gives one to Kylo Ren which makes a lot of sense. You know, it was given Leia's lightsaber since it was his mom's. Uh, but anyway, at one point, she has both the lightsabers. Uh, she is then holding off the one, uh, with one hand, holding off the force lightning of new Palpatine because Palpatine is able to suck out force powers from both Kylo and Rey, shoves Kylo down a shaft somewhere. 
he survives even after his force powers have supposedly been sucked out of him by his vampiric abilities, which means that now he is full force. So now you have a full-fledged, fully-powered-up Palpatine, and that's the person who is destroyed by Rey. Rey doesn't just defeat weak Palpatine, newly rejuvenated, newly-powered-up sucking the force powers of both Kylo Ren and Rey, who are not just powerful force users, but also are this supposed dyad, which makes them even more powerful together than normal. That's who she defeats. So lightning's being thrown at her. She's able to hold it off with one hand. She gets the other lightsaber after Kylo's been kicked off. So she force powers that to her. She makes an X sign after all the voices speak to her is holding back the lightning. Somehow or another, Palpatine continues to use the lightning. And then as she's moving forward, The lightning starts to destroy him, and Palpatine destroys himself. So even though he's being attacked by his own lightning, even though he knows what's going on, instead of stopping the force lightning, he just allows himself to be completely obliterated. And at one point, you have the line where Palpatine says, I am all the Sith. And so Rey, of course, says, I am all the Jedi. And I don't know if any of that made sense, but I think I'm going to stop doing long explanations to just do it short because uh, there's so many things. Uh, Jamboree Gomez, thank you for subscribing. Scotty Turner, thank you for subscribing as well. You guys are awesome. Uh, Last Jedi Screwjob, thank you for the dollar uh, donation through Streamlabs says, told a friend I would see this, but not pay for it. Not even sure I want to do that anymore. The Last Jedi broke me. Not sure what this would do. Uh, This will break you even more. I'm not going to lie. This will break you even more. This is a legit bad film. When people say this is the worst Star Wars film ever made, I believe them. It really is. I would actually, I can give The Last Jedi some credit. At least there's some coherence in its own way. Compared to the other films, it breaks canon. It breaks canon left and right, right? So it's incoherent from a canon perspective. But The Last Jedi in its own self-contained narrative, okay, I guess it kind of works. This film doesn't work at all. Doesn't work in canon, doesn't work in its own there's no there's really nothing that I could say justifies this film's existence. That that's how bad it is. Uh K Man, thank you for the two ice cream and film professor, thank you for the four lemon donations, man. I appreciate it. Um let's see, Matt Hicks says, How did the movie respond to The Last Jedi? It, it pretty much ignores The Last Jedi for the most part. Um they they mentioned the Holdo maneuver. So at one point in time, someone says, Why don't we use a bunch of Holdo maneuvers? And then Poe Dameron's response is, Oh no, that's a one in a million shot. Okay, so the thing that really broke Star Wars canon <laughs> when it happened The Last Jedi, which really should be retconned, the way they retcon is by saying, oh, it's a one in a million shot. Oh, yeah, it's a one in a million shot that that could possibly happen. Yeah, 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 what happens? That's, that's how stupid the logic of this film is. That's how bad it is. It's so freaking awful. And then at one point, as I mentioned previously, you have the whole thing with Rey throwing away the lightsaber. Luke Skywalker's force ghost catching it, saying, oh, you can't do that with a lightsaber. Basically retconning it in some way. Uh, or at least mocking it. Uh, Jerry RN, the $2 Super Chat, says, wait, Star Destroyers are waterproof now? <laughs> so basically the planet that he's on, or the, it's one of the, supposedly one of the moons of Endor, which doesn't really make a whole lot of sense unless, oh, well, the, the ship, when it blew up, you know, when the second Death Star blew up, you know, parts of it were able to remain intact. And so, of course, it's going to fall onto this, you know, area. And that's where the, that's where the Emperor would be. Why, why wouldn't that be where he would be? Who knows? Doesn't make any sense. Uh, but yeah, so the Star Destroyers, uh, so he's actually, that's, that's where the, uh, they find pieces of the Death Star are on that one of those planets. Um, he's somewhere in the outer regions. So he's somewhere in the outer regions, uh, the unknown regions rather. And 
he's on a planet that has a lot of lightning bolts, which to me is, is like the worst place to build a ship. Why would you be building ships on a planet that's being struck by lightning every five seconds? That just doesn't seem like a good idea to me. So, yeah, they don't explain how the 5,000 or so ships are built. And also, get this, every single one of the ships are equipped with a planet-destroying gun. So what used to take an entire Death Star or Starkiller base to do, they've now been able to put into a smaller gun on every Star Destroyer, and they actually destroy one planet with one of them at one point in time. Yep, that's what we have in this. Doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, and Micah D2, thank you for the $10 Super Chat. Says, thank you. No, thank you, Micah D2. I appreciate it, man. Uh, let's see. Slice of Neon says, I don't see the need to give this film a lengthy review. All it requires is one sentence. This is not the way. No, you're right. It absolutely is not the way. Uh, J528 says, I saw the video where he Ray blows up Palpatine while deflecting his lightning. It's awful. Yeah, it is. And that's exactly what happens. Palpatine destroys himself with his own lightning and doesn't stop when he realizes that he's being disintegrated. He's the most powerful Sith in the world. He's supposedly the smartest person in the room, but he can't even stop his own force lightning. Okay. Yeah, sure. That makes sense. Mr. Millennium says, four years ago today, this crap storm started uh, such, uh, such an absolute waste. You're right. Ever since Disney took over, it has been downhill. This is the bottom of the barrel. If anyone thought The Last Jedi is the bottom of the barrel, you haven't seen The Rise of Skywalker yet. <laughs> uh, let's see. Steven Glasker, thank you for the two last super chat, says, Odin, this sounds truly terrible. Disappointed. Yeah, I am too. I thought that we could at the very least get some semblance of a coherent story. Maybe we'd get some film that it wouldn't be great, but hey, maybe we'd be able to get through it somehow. Can't even get that. We can't even get a coherent story. It's awful. Uh, G-V-I-I-M. G-Vim. Thank you for subscribing to the channel. Lancelot652, thank you for the $5 super chat, says, So Force Ghost can now interact and catch things as well as use the Force. What's the point of being a living Jedi? (laughs) It's a great point. They've already, you know, one could argue that previous films have established this. When you go back to the original trilogy, you have a Force Ghost sitting down, so interacting with the physical environment. Of course, The Last Jedi, you have Yoda's Force Ghost bringing down lightning onto uh, the place where all the archives, you know, where the, the Last Jedi Temple is, destroys that with lightning himself. So it's been established. So it's technically respecting canon, but it obviously it takes it a step too far where, yeah, you're right. Why then should, why would a Jedi want to live if they can be a force ghost, immaterial, but can also kick someone's ass? It's a great point. It's a great question. Uh, Captain Mr. Roy, thank you for the diamond and the five ice cream donation. I appreciate it. Filmy Professor says, must be nanotech. Oh, it must be. It must be nanotech. You're right. You're absolutely right. Uh, Alice McCarthy in the chat over on YouTube says, fates of Chewy, R2, D2, and 3PO. Uh, R2 makes it. 3PO makes it. At one point, 3PO's mind is wiped, and that's when you have that famous scene where he says, I just want to look at my friends. He is talking to Poe Dameron, Finn, and Rey, which makes no sense because they've barely known each other for any period of time. At one point, says R2-D2, you're my best friend, which that makes sense. That works. That makes a lot of sense to me. But they have to wipe his memory in order for him to translate Sith text, and then magically R2-D2, of course, has his memory bank and is able to restore it. And so he's out of memory for a little bit, and then he has his memory back. And then Chewie, uh, Chewie survives. Chewie indeed survives. 
Film Professor says, don't you think it was Dune from the start? I mean, with The Last Jedi, there was hardly any direction they could go. And I think that's the biggest point from this film that we can talk about, is that basically J.J. Abrams was trying to make the film that I think he always had in mind for the end, but Ryan Johnson threw off with his film. And even though he might say, I respect Ryan Johnson and it was all a part of the plan all along, don't buy into it. Don't believe him. He's lying. If you see this movie, you see very clearly that they try to cram in basically three movies worth of exposition into two and a half hours. There's information that you just have to accept, take for granted, magically believe in with no actual development. Just it's it's told to you, oh, by the way, this is now happening. Oh, by the way, this person's back. Oh, by the way, this is now true. And they expect you to just blindly accept it. That is the point that we've gotten to now. And The Last Jedi is completely to blame. So just when they thought, oh, all we're going to do is be talking about the rise of Skywalker. All the heat's going to be taken off Ryan Johnson. No. To me, Ryan Johnson is now more on the on trial than ever, really. Because his film truly has destroyed everything. Tina B., what's going on? Satanian says, can the helpful Mexican work his magic to fix this film, or is it beyond even Miracle Man Ivan Ortega's power to save it? It's going to be very hard, because as I said, it's narratively a mess. It's so rushed. It's so randomly haphazardly put together. There are a thousand different plot points. He would have to basically cut 30 minutes of the movie somehow, and even then, it would still be hard to make a coherent story. If anyone could do it, it would be Ivan. If anyone could fix it, it would be Ivan, but yeah, man, it's... It's going to be hard. Um, let's see what we got. Uh, Film Professor says, well, why does the Force sound more like the Flash's Speed Force? I know, seriously, right? <laughs> uh, Frankie the Clan, what's going on, man? Uh, J528 says, how useless or wasted was Finn, and did he scream Ray? Oh, my gosh. So one of I took as many notes as I could during the screening, and one of the things that I wrote down was, Finn yells Ray a lot. <laughs> because, yes, about... Six or seven times he yells Ray, and that's basically what he's been put. He's basically a background character in this film. It's all about Ray, and Poe Dameron's a supporting character. Finn is a supporting character, and people argue, well, he's been a supporting character from the beginning, but in The Force Awakens, he's very much put at the forefront, more so than he is now. Uh, so he's in the film. He, he's not like Rose Tico. Rose Tico is is totally you know put in the background. Uh, Uncle Ethan, EVS, is going to be very pissed at this film because Rose Tico is given no love or respect in this film. She is just a background character, has a few lines on screen, and that's it. Um, so, yeah. Uh, he's not that level, but he's not too far off. Uh, Raphael says, when they say fan service, they mean Raylo's ship and Palpatine comeback. So, there's a couple other things to me. I think the one that is going to get the most people is that at one point, Maz Kanata... Uh, Maz Kanata, who's voiced by uh, Lupita Nyong'o, gives Chewie a medal. So Chewie got his medal, everybody. Chewie got a medal in this movie. So it's that type of fan service where it's random things like that that hardcore fans might say, oh, I, I see what they did. I get it. I get it. But, you know, when you actually talk about it out loud and when you actually think about it, it just, okay, so why? Okay, he gets a medal. Good job. Is that supposed to impress me? Is that supposed to make me happy? I just, yeah, that that's the kind of stuff that they have. 
Dory Dehava says, thanks for the great uh, The Rise of Skywalker reviews. Oh, no problem, Dory. Thank you, man. Yeah, so Geasing Gamers, I have a review out right now. It just passed, I think, 100,000 views. So thank you so much for everyone who's been watching that video. That's insane. Uh, I don't think I've ever had a 100,000 view video on that channel before. So thank you so much. It's the second 100,000 view cha- uh, video I've ever made uh, because I made one on this channel that randomly got to 100,000. I still don't know exactly how that happened. Um, but thank you so much for everyone that's been watching and liking and, and sharing it. Uh, Tina B says, thanks guys. And thanks for coming to Odin spoiler free. Uh, oh, oh yeah. So yeah. So there was a spoiler free review that I posted at 3am. So for everyone that joined that, I premiered it so that everyone could talk. Uh, thanks for being there. Uh, TLJ Screwjob, Thank you for the dollar donation via Streamlab. says some rotten, uh, rotten, rotten tomatoes reviews say the rise of Skywalker, uh, is bad because of nostalgia. Even when they hate on it, it's about how they shouldn't give the fans what they want because it ruined the last Jedi. F these people. Yeah, exactly. So now the big narrative, if, if you did hate this movie, you very likely hated it because of the fans. So there are some people that are being honest that know this is just a bad movie and that they have no idea what the hell's going on. But then there's others that are still trying to play ball with Disney and shift the blame away from J.J. Abrams, away from Kathleen Kennedy, away from Lucasfilm, and say, oh, it's because of The Last Jedi backlash. It's because of the fans. That's why this movie sucks. No, this movie sucks because it's a bad movie. This movie sucks because The Last Jedi exists, and it's impossible to end that story because it takes the film in an entirely different direction that no one was asking for, except for the mind of... uh, (laughs) Except for the mind of... uh, Ryan Johnson, of course. All right, what else do we have in the chat going on? Uh, let's see. Uh, Tina B says, "Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gone after this for real." But Stephanie J just told me Mary Ashmead's dad lost his battle with cancer. Please think about her and her family. Absolutely, be praying for Mary Ashmead. I know that she's uh, in the chat here all the time. So uh, uh, prayers heading out to you, Mary, for that. I'm very sorry to hear that. Uh, let's see. Rhinos says, who knew JJ was actually Mel Brooks? I know. Seriously, right? <laughs> it's almost comical until you realize just how bad it is. Uh, Sasa Neon says, prediction for the Reddit deep fake George of Lucas opinion about it. The Rise of Skywalker. What the McClunky did I just watch? Yeah, I think that would definitely be right. J528 says, did RTD2 do anything uh, other than restore the memory of uh, C-3PO? No. R2-D2 is basically useless in this. BB-8 gets more. The new droid, the random the random new droid that they find gets more screen time than R2-D2 does. Uh, I think that speaks volumes about what they think about the fans. Uh, Warren Tinkum, thank you very much for subscribing to the channel. Uh, Dory DeHobbit says, Millennium Falcon dies in the Rise of Skywalker. Nope, Millennium Falcon survives. That was the one prediction that I got wrong. I thought they would destroy the Falcon, but they don't. Uh, they do not destroy the Falcon, at least not physically. Catherine Wingster says, wait a minute, this isn't a review of cats? Well, you have a good day. I'm going to do something productive today. Uh, Don't worry, because my plan is to go see cats tomorrow. I'm actually serious. I'm actually going to go to the opening night of cats. I'll have my cat shirt. Thank you again, Randy Darkstar 57, for sending that my way. Uh, I'll be wearing that to the premiere for it. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Rosetta Allen says, so glad they made it. Seizure warning movie makes it easier for me to block anyone from watching it around me. Yeah, exactly. It does. Exactly. It does. And yeah, there's uh, the more I'm thinking about it, the more flashes, especially when they get to Palpatine's planet. They are. There's a lot of flashes on there because there's a lot of lightning. Uh, let's see. Dark Rift Gaming. Thank you for subscribing to the channel. 
Uh, Soul Assassin says, here's a good retcon idea. 789 didn't happen. Yeah. Basically, what 9 has done is it's made it very clear that fans of the franchise just, just can't even acknowledge these films existing. That's how bad it is. The fact that you now have some people in the media saying that this movie might not make as much money as other films in the franchise might be the lowest grossing film in the franchise. Uh, I think that speaks volumes. I think that speaks volumes. All right, jumping over to DLive. Uh, Daniel Thorne says, Baby Yoda needs your help. What will you do to save him? <laughs> and then, since the force is female, did women at the screening like the movie more? So the screening I went to was a press screening. Uh, so it was not a general audience screaming. There, there, screening. There were a lot of cheers. Interesting enough, at all of the OT stuff, anytime there was an OT shout-out or some type of reference to the original trilogy, there were cheers. But the best part of the screening... <laughs> So the scene where Kylo Ren and Rey kiss and then Kylo dies. As soon as Kylo dies and then fades away, one other critic in the audience started bursting out laughing. And it was hilarious. So me and John are trying to hold back our laughter during that entire sequence because of how stupid it was. But one person couldn't. So as soon as Kylo had faded away, he couldn't hold it back anymore. So this one random person starts laughing. And so then me and John start laughing too. And yeah, it was, it was, it was bad. Uh, Veronica Snow, thank you for subscribing to the channel. By the way, we've jumped like 200 subs in a day. So thank you to everyone that might be a new sub. I appreciate it. Uh, you guys are awesome. Uh, Alex McCarthy says, does 3PO remember Vader built him? Uh, they don't ever reference that. So they don't reference that part specifically. Uh, Micah D2 says, uh, thank you for the $10 super chat. Says, Merry Christmas, bud. Merry Christmas to you, Micah D2. I appreciate it, man. Uh, Paula Pedro says, does this mean we are getting Star Wars Old Republic movie because this new Star Wars film is a fail? No, but this film, this film sets up another movie. It's interesting how they're like, oh, this is the end of the Skywalker saga, which I believe is true based on how it ends. But they set up another movie. So Lando Calrissian, of course, where they brought Billy D. Williams back and, in my opinion, wasted him. And it's sad because he still has it. Like, he, him on screen is still like, dear Lord, if a better director and writer had this character, they could have done so much more with it. But he's basically random background. So at the end of the movie, he's sitting with the girl that everyone from the trailers assumed was his daughter. is not his daughter. But they're talking back and forth about where they're from. And she says, I don't know where I'm from. So Lando quips back with, well, why don't we go find out? And then it's never brought up again, seeming to insinuate that they're saying Lando and this girl are going to get some type of spinoff movie or spinoff series where they're off trying to find out where she's from. So there's that. So there is a movie that's set up for. Uh, let's see. Uh, Doremi Com blog says any booze or WTFs in the audience other than the laugh. Uh, it was mostly a critic audience it was mostly a media audience and so there were no boos or anything to that effect sadly uh tina says if he's in the outer regions how are the star destroyers on endor or somewhere uh okay so yeah so i i i confuse myself so he is in the outer regions that is where all of the star destroyers are but one star destroyer is sent out from the outer regions to destroy one of the planets that's uh introduced in this movie for the first time and then seemingly destroyed as well uh, yeah, but a great question. My biggest question is, okay, so how did no one notice all of the materials, supplies, and also the people that it would take to man all these ships, to build all these ships? Oh, we're not going to explain that. 
No, why, 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 why would we ever explain that? J Money J, thank you for the $5 super chat, says, Is it true that Rey lifted the Death Star in the movie with her Force powers? Uh, no. She, she does not lift the Death Star in the movie with her Force powers. She goes to the wreckage of the Death Star. She goes to the wreckage of the Death Star and is able to gain access to the thing, you know, the, the Wayfinder after fighting with uh, Kylo Ren, who has it. Um, or rather, Kylo Ren destroys the Wayfinder that she finds. They fight... Uh, he stab uh, rather she stabs him heals him after leia dies because leia reaches out with the force and is able to convert ben at the last minute kylo ren at the last minute to becoming ben again uh ben solo ben swolo again and so she heals him she steals his ship destroys his ship not realizing that the wayfinder is in there because of course luke skywalker's force ghost on the island where he fades away from existence needs to explain it to her after giving him uh, giving her his X-Wing. <laughs> God. Uh, let's see. Uh, Trooper Bear FN2525, uh, uh, thank you for the $2 Super Chat, says, did they defile Ahsoka? Happy Christmas, New Year, Odin. Thank you, Trooper. I appreciate it, man. No, they don't. Uh, she. The only time Ahsoka is mentioned is when Rey hears all of the voices of all of the previous Jedi, including Yoda, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, um, Liam Neeson's uh, Qui-Gon Jinn, et cetera, like all those voices, you hear Ahsoka Tano's voice. And so it's the originally uh, original actress, I think Ashley Eckstein, I think is her name. I could be butchering her last name, but Ashley does the voice for it. So you don't see her, but you hear the voice of Ahsoka. You do hear clearly the voice of Ahsoka. And basically it's just saying, you know, you're with the force or the force is with you. And, you know, basically just positive, positive vibes towards Rey. Uh, Laura, Ryan stole my fan fiction story. Thank you for the $2 super chat says, how does the ghost come into the movie? It just shows up. So the ghost just appears for those that don't know. The ghost is a, uh, is a ship from the series rebels. And all that they do is when all of the ships from the galaxy show up magically, uh, because, Oh, they sent out a message saying, we need to stand up to the empire, send everything you have. And then all the destruction happens, all the plot happens. And then magically at the last minute, you have this grand moment where all these ships show up, and of course, the ghost is one of those ships that is among them. So we don't ever see the crew of the ghost. We we have as a it's a background. It's basically background. In fact, when I saw the movie, I didn't even notice it. To be honest, uh, best of the best DJ Elite playlist. Thanks for uh, thank you for subscribing to the channel. Uh, Dewitt Whitley, thank you for subscribing to the channel as well. All right, back to the YouTube chat. Frank says, seems like JJ got the last lat after Ryan Johnson did it in Last Jedi, but all I can say is that Disney's Soy Wars isn't canon to me and uh, to a lot of people. In fact, in the Geese and Gamers chat, we've been joking around saying, oh, so now everyone's going to be thrown over to the EU now, (laughs) which if you've not been keeping up with Lethal Lightning and RK Outpost with their EU book club, I highly recommend it because especially now that Star Wars has been just completely decimated even more than it was before we need anyone that's a fan of star wars still i think needs a little bit of an out there uh j528 says omg when Mahler reads the leaks on efap i thought there was some hope that this wasn't real but they actually have death uh death star destroyers yeah basically yeah they they have these giant uh death uh, rather uh star destroyers that are equipped with a cannon that can destroy planets you're right that was a true Rafael says, some people on Twitter still think J.J. Abrams' Rise of Skywalker will save Star Wars franchise. Uh, if they think that, they're, they're missing something. 
They 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 are missing something. It's I, I don't know what movie they were watching if they think that J.J. Abrams uh, saved anything. Uh, let us see. Going to the uh, D Live chat for a bit. Uh, let's see. Filmy Professor says, "Do you think it will reach a billion? It's possible. Uh, less likely after I've seen it, but it is still possible. It depends on what the week one to week two drop off is." Daniel Thorne says, Cats versus Star Wars, which was better? How does Cats compare to the musical, and how is Tay-Tay? Did, have not seen Cats yet. I have not seen Cats yet. I'm going to try and see that on Thursday. What did Lando do, says Captain Dean Heiss. Um, a lot of nothing. Random support here and there, really. Uh, Film Professor says, so basically the Force Ghosts were sending thoughts and prayers towards Rey. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Exactly right. Instead of them actually bringing back Force Ghosts, all they were able to bring about were the voices instead. Orange Hat Reviews. Did Lando die? No, he lives. And as I said, they set up for a spinoff movie with Lando and the random character they introduced in this film. Hungry uh, Chucky Funky Monkey says, uh, is there a scene with Force Ghosts smiling over the new hero? Uh, so the only Force Ghosts that show up is, okay, so the end of the movie. I haven't talked about the end yet. So the way the movie ends, she goes to Tatooine. Again, where Luke Skywalker is from, goes to Tatooine, goes to his original house, is walking through it. Uh, there's a throwback to The Force Awakens because even though it's a very small sand hill, she decides, I'm going to ride down this piece of scrap like she did in the first film. Remember when she rode down the giant hill in the piece of scrap like she was sand sledding? She does that in this movie too, only it's a very small hill and there was no reason for her to do that. It was basically J.J. saying, let's do a throwback to The Force Awakens. And so as she's looking around, she's leaving and, you know, she's, she, you know, gets out and is looking at the house and a random person shows up saying, I haven't seen someone here in years. Who are you? And she says, Ray. And then the person responds, Ray, what? And then she looks over to the side and who does she see? Force ghost Leia and force ghost Luke smiling at her, looking like Joseph and Mary from the Bible. There's been a great meme going around with that, and it's it's totally true. Looking just like that, looking terrible, by the way, too. And then she looks back at the woman who'd talked to her and said, Ray Skywalker, turns around, goes towards the twin sons where she and BB-8, who she randomly has, no, no explanation as to how uh, Poe gave him up or anything like that. She just has BB-8. And the last shot, the closing moments, the last final score that we'll be getting from John Williams, at least when it comes to Star Wars, is her and BB-8 looking at the Twin Sun sunset. Close. Credits. Yep. That's what we get. Alice McCarthy. There wasn't any Mandalorian references in this, was there? Not that I noticed. I have not seen the latest episode that came out today. I'll probably watch that after I finish the stream. Um, but there, of course, is Force Healing, which... So, shout out to RK Outpost and to a lot of other people that caught this. So, they were right. The Mandalorian used the cuteness of Baby Yoda healing the Mandalorian to make an excuse for why Rey can do the same thing. So, they basically use that as a preface to it. So, that's like the only real connection that I personally could find. Hyperman says, hey, dude, how's it going? Hopefully, the flick will be the final so-called Star Wars movie. Uh, unless it loses money, which will be very hard to do because the normies are idiots. I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, let's see. Cynical Lindsay. Imagine how much bigger the backlash would have been if they went with the Millennium Falcon getting blown up uh, with, this, with the OGs still inside. Yeah, seriously, Cynical. You're right. And Wes Moody, I saw your comment. The dead speak was real. Yes. So the opening crawl that was leaked 
starting off with the dead speak was totally legitimate. It was real. Ungaliant of Avatar, what causes Leia to die? She's tired. <laughs> so the way the way that Leia dies is she senses that Kylo and Rey are fighting. So she starts feeling weak from a long distance away. Uh, again, on a totally different planet. She's on the base where they're preparing for battle, etc. So she feels weak and so she's carried off, carried away. She's laying down. Okay, she's laying down. And it seems that she's stretching out with the force trying to reach Kylo Ren. And so all of a sudden, Kylo Ren hears the voice of his mother saying to her, saying to him, Ben. She, he hears it. He turns around. He turns around. He seemingly sees her. He seemingly sees her. And then in that time of confusion, Ray puts a lightsaber right through his gut. Leia then dies. Both Kylo and Ray feel that Leia has died. They feel the disturbance in the Force. Ray starts to cry because that's her mentor. That was her master. And so she decides to use the Force healing powers that she now has to heal Kylo Ren. And then Leia's dead. And the only other time we see Leia at any other point is we see a cloth shroud that has been placed over her. So Leia is never shown to fade. Leia is never given a burial. Leia is never given a goodbye, and she never fades. And she is able to show up as a force ghost later. Isn't that interesting? Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. This is just a train wreck. Daniel Thorne, was the score for the credits memorable? No. It wasn't. It was really sad. And Phil Professor says, what happened to that chrome stormtrooper Phasma? Does she show up? Phasma's dead. Phasma's gone. No reference of Captain Phasma at all. And to be honest, that actually pisses me off because I liked Phasma. I like the actress that plays her, and that character has been completely wasted. Remember all the toys? Remember all the hype that they had for that character when it first came out, when The Force Awakens came out? Ryan Johnson said, I don't care for this character. I'm just going to kill her in the most random way possible. Yep. That's what happens. Hunger Chunky Monkey Monkey, thank you for the $3 donation via Streamlabs. Uh, thanks. He says, I knew it. I said it weeks ago. Han, Luke, Leia would be shown as Force Ghosts, much like the end of The Return of the Jedi. I was only wrong about Han. Yeah, so Han is not a Force Ghost, but Han does show up. As I said, uh, Harrison Ford does show up in this movie as a memory of, <laughs> of Kylo Ren. So him and Kylo have a conversation, and it is actually him, the actor. Thanks, Angalian. I appreciate it. Uh, J528 says, was there an end credit scene or was that leak BS or was there something at the end setting up something else? So we left after the credits because there was there was no med, mid credits, anything. Um, I, I think that's just a lie because th this is the end. They're not going to set up anything. The only thing that is set up is Lando tells that girl, let's go find out who your parents are setting up a spinoff movie or series on the Disney Plus Network. Chris Mayer says, uh, was Wedge in the movie? If so, did he survive? He is in the movie. So Wedge Antilles shows up for a quick, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's basically what it is. They show him in the ship flying it for two seconds, and that's, that's Wedge Antilles. And uh, I don't remember him getting blown up, so yes, I believe he survives. Uh, Sassanian says, maybe if Ivan got hold of all the extra footage edits, hashtag release the Lucas cut. That'd be cool. Orange Hat says, I... You all want him to read your cut. Thank you, Orange. I appreciate it. Uh, Alphamar Dotia says, what about the Sporses? Yeah, the Space Horses show up 
and it makes just as little sense as it does in the trailer. So the only difference is that the ships are somehow all able to be flying in the atmosphere of this planet that they're in. <laughs> in, in the planet that they're in. And and uh, so they're not in outer space, which is why they're not uh, suffocating when they're on, on the outside of the ship, because they have not left the atmosphere of this planet. But the fact that there are 5,000 or so of these ships all in the atmosphere of one planet, just logically, that does not work. <laughs> so that's that's a whole other problem altogether. But basically, they originally are trying to do a ground strike onto a tower that is basically giving the communications to all of the ships. So all of the orders of where the ship goes is contained in this one tower. And so they decide to do a ground strike against it with the sporces. We don't see the sporces yet, but we know there's a ground force. Then they decide, oh, we see what they're doing. They're trying to attack this, this one part. We're going to move it to our ship now. So they move it to the head ship, the head Star Destroyer. And so then they say, oh, change of plans. Now we have to go attack the Star Destroyer, but let's also keep doing the ground attack. And they're like, wait, what? Why would we do that? It's a ship. Trust us. So they go to the ship. The ground forces are on the ship. The horses come out. There's a line of, oh, we need to disengage their uh, their hovercraft. And they're like, but they're not using hovercraft because they're using the space horses instead. And even though there's all these ships flying around, not one of them says, oh, you know what? Let me just shoot these horses out of the air because they're on the ground and they can't run away from us. It's fish in a barrel. They decide instead, let's deploy troops. Let's deploy ground troops onto the ship and that's where the Red Stormtroopers are introduced. So literally the Red Stormtroopers are used in one scene and it's completely useless. Literally, it's just to sell the toys. How OP is Ray now, says Yokai1235. Um, extremely OP. She can stop a ship in midair. Not a large ship, but still, you know, a, a basic transport ship. Um, you know, basically one that could hold like 20, 30 people. She's able to stop that midair with the force. She can heal people now with the Force. She can defeat a fully powered Emperor Palpatine as well. And uh, also, yeah, her and Kylo, because they're a dyad, because of their close connection, they can transfer things between each other. So this was kind of hinted at in The Last Jedi when they're like speaking to each other and it's like they're in the same place and he's able to find out where she is because of that, because of certain items like creeping in. This happens. So at one point in time, you have it where she has both lightsabers and she's acting like she's about to destroy Emperor Palpatine, the weaker Emperor Palpatine. And then she puts it behind her head. And then she basically transfers, using the force, transfers the lightsaber using some magical force power into Kylo's hand. So instant transmission of objects is now also a thing in Star Wars. Yep. That happened. It must be because they're a dyad. It must be because they're a dyad. Uh, Marvel Maniac, thanks for subscribing. And a, a Ryan Hard, thank you also for subscribing as well. Uh, Nitrium says, So in Mahler's competition of most inconsistent character in The Rise of Skywalker, who is it? Most inconsistent? Uh, all of them. All of them are incredibly inconsistent. So I will say this much. Mahler is going to have a field day. Mahler is going to have a field day with this movie. I cannot wait for the EFAP on this. I cannot wait for it. 380 people watching, please smash the like button. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Oh, man. Oh, man. I wish I wasn't sick right now because I'm starting to lose steam. Um. All right. Where are we? Where are we? Where are we? Where are we? 
Let us see. I guess I can jump back over to D Live for a minute. Um, Daniel Thorne, if Rise ends up not being popular, will theaters try and take it out of the IMAX and Dolby formats despite the Disney requirements? They can't because of the, those are contracts that can't be broken. So they might want to, but they won't. Philly Professor, did we have any character who was an irrit- as irritating as that Vice Admiral woman from The Last Jedi, uh, Am- uh, Admiral Holdo? Um, I mean, all of them are annoying. The acting's really bad in this film, too. Poe Dameron's acting is god awful. And that's sad because he's a good actor. Uh, Daniel Thorne, wait till you watch the new episode of Mandalorian. The series is officially better than the entire Disney trilogy. Well, my girl uh, Chow, uh, who directed episode three, that, that great episode three, came back for this one. I cannot wait to watch it. Seriously, it looks fantastic. Um, and Mr. PewDiePie says, Ray has more powers, but can she change? Can she charge an iPhone? Uh, she doesn't in this movie, but I'm sure she can. I'm sure that she can. All right. Uh, Captain Wingster says, so it looks like some chats may have been skipped. Captain Wingster says, episode nine is for gender equality. Episode 10 will be for gender fluidity. <laughs> if if that's the direction they decide to go with Lando Calrissian's character, because they do set up a Lando movie or a series, uh, looks like that'll be the case. Uh, Rhino says, please tell us about the space sources. All right, I already did that. Uh, Ungaliana of Avatar, what caused Leia's death? Uh, I already mentioned that basically she's tired. Uh, basically, she becomes tired and she dies. So Neon says, obviously, Sidious used the dark side arts of copy and paste. <laughs> Alice McCarthy, any Rebels characters mentioned? You hear Ahsoka Tano's voice. So that's Clone Wars Rebels. Uh, you hear uh, her voice speaking to Rey at one point when all the other former Jedis are also talking to her as well. But you don't see her at all and you don't see any of the Rebels characters. Um, Mark Lazar says, did the space horse cause laughter? Were they in space or atmosphere? They were in atmosphere so that they were indeed in Atmo, but it is still freaking hilarious. <laughs> Zach Gregg, is it true? Ah- ah- Ahsoka was Larson. No, Ahsoka Tano was not Brie Larson. So the only, we only hear Ahsoka Tano's voice and it is Ashley Eckstein or whatever, however you pronounce her last name from the original series from Clone Wars Rebels. So it's the original voice actress of Ahsoka and that is who the voice is. So thank the Lord for that. That That's one positive element I can say about the film. The original Ahsoka voice comes back. Ben V, what happens with to Luke in this movie? Uh, Luke shows up as a forced ghost to catch the lightsaber that uh, Ray is throwing away and says a line akin to, oh, a real Jedi doesn't throw their weapon away. Kind of a shot at Ryan Johnson or possibly just a retcon, <laughs> which doesn't make any damn sense. Um, but then he shows up as a force goes for that moment, talking to Ray about what she needs to do, gives Ray, uh, Leia's lightsaber, then gives Ray his old X wing that she then flies. And, uh, yeah. And then shows up at the very end with uh, force goes Leia as well to smile on her as she calls herself Ray Skywalker, even though she's a Palpatine. Uh, Alex McCarthy says worse or better than RIPD. Um, about the same. Uh, J528, did L337 come back? No. Uh, thank God for that. Darth Darth Mortis, it's fluctuating between 54 and 57% on Rotten Tomatoes at the moment. Yeah, Darth Mortis, uh, if you guys don't know, I have a second stream going right now on my other computer. 
and it is updating the website in real time. So if you don't want to go to Rotten Tomatoes, you don't have to. Just go to Welcome to Asgard. That's the name of the channel, Welcome to Asgard. I believe there's a link to it in the description of the video right now. And it has a live stream going, and it's going to go for as long as I can keep it running, uh, which should be as long as it needs to. And that will uh, that will keep you up to date about what the overall score is. Yeah, but right now, the overall score among critics for the film is in the 50s. That's awful. That's a rotten score. And you know what? This film deserves it because it is a rotten movie. Jake117, thank you for the $5 super chat, says... I'm a Star Wars fan. I love episodes one through six. Anakin Vader has always been my favorite character. This movie ruins Anakin and Luke's legacy. This is not canon. I'm right there with you. It totally destroys Anakin's arc because, as I said, Palpatine's back. Palpatine is not a clone, though they could have argued it. So the only cloning that's mentioned is that Palpatine reveals that he has been the voice in the head of Kylo Ren from the beginning and that he created, and these are his words, he created Emperor and, or rather, Supreme Leader Snoke. So Palpatine created Supreme Leader Snoke, and then you walk by a cloning chamber where there's a bunch of other Snokes inside. So you have a bunch of cloned Snokes in there, but Palpatine indicates that it's because of the unnatural powers of the dark side of how he was able to survive his original fall and destruction in the original movies, in the original trilogy. So they destroy it because now when you go back and watch the film, if you were to take this as canon, which many of us are not going to now, but if you were, you would look at that moment when he gets thrown down the shaft and then evaporate and say, oh, he doesn't die. So this whole arc doesn't mean anything anymore. It's awful. It is awful. All right, back to the YouTube chats. Catherine Wingster, uh, Misa Ray Binks, roll credits. Now that would be amazing. If Ray turned out to be a Binks, yes. Sasha Dion's, as a Catholic, do you know any exorcist? I do not. Alex McCarthy, Mandalorian Episode 7 was damn awesome. Great to hear it. Great to hear it. Glad to hear this director is being consistent. Dave Bob says, is there anything Jar Jar didn't throw against the wall to see what sticks? I don't think so. Basically, he threw everything he possibly could. Uh, Rafal says, how you think the box office will be for Cats and Jumanji next level? Can they cannibalize Star Wars? Uh, to some extent, maybe in the long run, opening weekend, Star Wars is going to dominate opening weekend. Uh, the projections for it actually are lower. The last projection I heard was it's expected to make around $200 million domestically. And if it makes $200 million domestically, what that means is that it will come in $20 million under The Last Jedi. And if that type of underperforming continues then that means it'll make less overall than The Last Jedi. And that, of course, means that you'll see under $1.3 billion, which could mean it makes less than a billion dollars. Could. Uh, Cats will not take much from the box office. Cats will make 10 to $13 million this weekend at best. Uh, Jumanji will be strong, but it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Uh, Father Christopher Miller says, Is Skywalker on par with The Room? <laughs> no, because The Room is actually damn entertaining. Uh, this film is not entertaining. Uh, OG Star Wars, thank you for the $10 super chat, says, I love watching your videos live stream, Odin. I may not comment much, uh, much support. I'm so upset on how much of the original movie lore is destroyed by this movie. Long live the original lore and EU. Well, OG Star Wars, thank you very much, man, for that super chat, and thank you for the support. I appreciate it, and I agree. You know, I am now going to, I actually just 
uh, downloaded a few books uh, through one of my uh, audiobooks accounts. It's a part of like the the is it the Dark Legacy series or something to that effect. It was recommended by RK Outpost and Lethal Lightning, who are both great channels. Please check them out; they're amazing. Uh, but they're also great when it comes to EU content specifically. And they recommended a series uh, not too long ago. So let me see if I can try and uh, pull up what that series was. Um, because I'm going to be starting it pretty soon. Because I need to get some legit Star Wars. So, uh, yeah, Star Wars Legacy of the Force. Um, Legacy of the Force. So it's like a six-volume film or nine-volume series. Or something to that effect. So I'm going to start that pretty soon. So I'm excited. I'm excited for that. Um, but yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. Shroomy, the geek, thank you for the $2 super chat, says, did Maz explain how she got Luke's lightsaber? Nope. Never explains it. They introduced Leia's lightsaber, which apparently Luke had the entire time on his island, but okay. Father Christopher Miller, thank you for the $2 super chat, says, if Leia can fly in space, Paps can survive a fall. Yeah, you would think that, except you see in the film very clearly that he gets evaporated. <laughs> they, they, they can't... They they apparently try to retcon it, but logic dictates that no, you you can't retcon that. It doesn't make any damn sense. Oh Lord, oh Lord. Uh, J five two eight says people are going to justify Leia death by saying Yoda died because he was tired too. I can see it now. What a disaster! Yeah, they can. Uh, the biggest problem to me is the fact that they had Leia in it at all. To be honest. So they claim to have, J.J. said, oh, we have all this unused footage from the original film, and we're just going to use that. There's not a whole lot of new footage. Like, a lot of it is just reappropriated footage from the movie, and she looks so out of place in every scene. You can easily tell that they've just placed this image of her there, and, you know, the CGI implanted her in those, in those scenes, and it's obvious She's like a force ghost plant, but she has flesh. That's what it is. It's like a force ghost plant, but she's like flesh. And it doesn't work. It doesn't make sense. I would much rather them have started off with saying, General Organa is dead. Like, I would much rather that have started off the series because then they could have had a funeral. They could have had a moment. Like, imagine if the movie had started with a funeral for Leia. That, to me, I think would have been more respectful of the character and more specifically of the actress than the garbage they decided to give us instead. It, I think I think it was very disrespectful of what they did. Uh, Alice McCarthy says, so basically Ray killed Leia. Got it. Yeah. Uh, more, mostly Kylo. Mostly Kylo. Uh, Abu Nas, thank you very much for the $5 super chat. Abu Nas, he says, got my matches ready to burn it down. Odin, the rest of this month is going to be crazy. Total disrespect to the Maker Legacy. Much love and respect, bro. Much love to you, Abu Nas. Another great YouTube channel. Thank you very much, man. I appreciate it. Uh, let's see. Frank the ha- uh, Frank the Frank in the Clan says so. Ray is just like ET with a healing finger. Yeah, it's total ET. It is total ET. Uh, Dory the Hobbit says make week one U.S. box office prediction for the Rise of Skywalker. They're saying two hundred million. I think 200 million sounds about right. It could make less. It could make more. I don't really like making predictions all that much because it's so unpredictable, to be honest. Uh, the range is between 175 and 215. So 200 million sounds about right to me. Um, if the word of mouth is as bad as it is right now, though, it, it could be lower. It could be much lower than that. And I hope it is. I, I want it to completely fail. 
Uh, Aiden Vickery says, did you say 5,000 Star Destroyers? If each ship can destroy a planet, pretty certain I would be happy to come along, come out of hiding when I had 1,000 of them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I say 5,000, of course, I'm exaggerating there. It's a crap ton, though. It's not just three or four. It's hundreds of, at the very least, hundreds, if not thousands of Star Destroyers. Yeah, seriously. And all of them have planet-destroying weaponry on it. But, oh, we got to hide back. We got to wait until Empress Palpatine, Ray, comes back. God, he's supposed to be the smartest, and yet he sounds completely idiotic. Uh, Chris Persia, thank you for the $5 super chat, says, Can you confirm if the leak regarding Anakin and Luke telling Ray she finished what they could not was true or not? Oh, Lord. You know, it could be. Anakin's voice, so you do hear Hayden Christensen. Hayden Christensen is also one of the Force voices that Rey hears. And I believe that they say, finish what we've started, finish what we've started. You got to finish it. You can do it. Basically, the voices happen so quickly and so back and forth. I wasn't able to pick up every single thing that they said. All I can say was that Anakin's voice is heard, so Hayden Christensen's voice is heard, and of course Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker's voice is heard, and it's a lot of words of encouragement to Rey to defeat Palpatine. So it could be true, I just I can't confirm that right now because I honestly can't remember, and I'm not planning to rewatch it anytime soon. <laughs> um, so I would make sure to maybe ask uh, you know, Jeremy Geeks and Gamers. I know that he's going to go see it Thursday. I think Gary Nodrotic's going to see it too. Ask them to look out for that. Um, or if the scene comes out, we can then listen to it. Cause I'm sure that scene can come out very quickly because there's so many leaks going on right now. It's insane. Um, but that way we can actually listen to it for ourselves. Uh, let's see. OG star Wars. Thank you for the $10 super chat says Odin legacy of the force is my favorite. I did a review of book number six on my EU channel. You will enjoy it. Fairly new YouTuber channel based on the original uh, lore and you, uh, in EU happy holidays to you. Well, Merry Christmas to you. OG star Wars. Thank you so much, man. Uh, I'll have to check you. I'll have to check out your channel, man. Thank you so much. And, uh, the EU sounds amazing. I've already read the Thrawn trilogy, uh, the Thrawn duology outbound flight. Like all those were great. So I'm excited to dive into more. And now that this mess is finally over and it's sad, but also it's like one of those things where you're sad that it's over, but then you're also happy and it's, it's a mixed emotion and you know that Kathleen Kennedy's not done unless this film loses crap tons of money. She's still going to be around until 2021, sadly. Uh, but OG star Wars. Thank you much, man. I can't wait to dive into the E. I'm glad to hear it's good. Peter Parker says, what's the fate for Wedge Lando 9-9-nub if he's in the movie? And who makes a cameo other than the Jedi's? Thanks, I'm boycotting this movie. So Wedge Antilles shows up for five seconds. They just show him flying a ship, and he has a comment. He's uh, Basically, he's in the Falcon with, uh, uh, with Lando Calrissian. Lando's flying the Falcon. That's when all of the thousands of spaceships from across the galaxy show up to fight these Star Destroyers. And so... All of a sudden, they show Wedge Antilles in one of the gun, uh, in one of the gunning positions for the, for the Falcon, and he has a line. That's all that he has. Wedge has a line. And as far as other people, I've mentioned a lot of people already, um, so I'm not sure if they fall into it or not. But most of them happen to come as voices. Um, the big one, of course, to me is that Harrison Ford shows up as Han Solo as a memory. He shows up as a Kylo Ren memory, not a Force ghost, but a memory. I guess that's how they try to get around it somehow, which still doesn't make any damn sense to me. Uh, still 370 people watching. Please smash the like button, please. Uh, it would mean a lot to me. Uh, thank you so much. All right. 
Uh, Father Christopher Miller says, how much is Rose Tico in it? Not much. She is delegated to being purely a background character. She's given no arc this film. She's given maybe a handful of lines, and that's about it. Satanion says, you've seen Chapter 7 of The Mandalorian. Deborah Chow brought her A-game again. This is the way. I haven't. I've heard excellent things. I hear that this might be the best episode so far. And seeing that 3 was the best episode, and it's the last episode she directed, I see a connection there. I see a strong connection there. So Deborah Chow, I have a lot of confidence in for her Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Laura says, release the Lucas trilogy. Yes, the original trilogy without the cuts. Uh, Do it says, did they explain how Maz got the lightsaber or is it still a story for a better time? It is never explained. They don't even mention it at all. So think of it as just another random plot point that's thrown away and that no one seems to care about. Gosh, you're so right. It's so stupid. <laughs> Alice McCarthy says, what killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age. Of course. Slice of Neons. Sounds like Lego Star Wars is better than the Disney trilogy, Lobar. How can this reach a billion when it's this agonizingly bad? That's why I think that there's a chance it won't. A chance. Not a guarantee, but a chance. It's going to come down to that second weekend. Because I think that this film is terrible. I think that this film is is total hot garbage. However, I honestly believe that what you will find is that the normie audience can be driven to watch anything. Lion King, live action, made over $1.5 billion this year. Aladdin remake made over a billion dollars this year. Crappy, crappy movies that no one was asking for were able to make over a billion This is the ninth Star Wars film and the end of a saga. If anyone can do it, it's Disney. I don't want it to make a billion, but I gotta gotta be honest. I can't just ignore the facts in front of me. Look to the top five movie this year and think, are any of these films actually worth seeing again? No. Uh, And so that's why I think it still could reach a billion dollars. But if the week one drop-off is like 70, in like the 70% range, then I might start to question more. Uh, Sir Michael the Tall, thank you for the $2 super chat, says, How bad was it? Was it worse than The Last Jedi? Yes. Uh, objectively speaking, it's worse than The Last Jedi. Uh, at least The Last Jedi, in its own unique Ryan Johnson head universe, is somewhat connected. It does not make any sense within Star Wars canon. It breaks Star Wars canon consistently. I'm just going to be honest about that. But if you were just to take The Last Jedi in isolation, there is a coherence to the narrative. This film is a mess. It is a cluster, a giant cluster of random thoughts, random moments and events that seem that they needed another film to help explain, but we never get that film. It's three films wrapped into two and a half hours, and that is never a good thing. Uh, Josiah Lance, thank you for subscribing to the channel. I appreciate it. All right, back to the YouTube chat. Uh, J528 says, what are some defenses that people will use to defend this absolute garbage? (laughs) nonsense they might say oh the fan service is there oh the fan service is there and that could be the only real excuse there's one great review i tweeted about earlier today where he says oh the fan service is fantastic just don't pay attention to whether it makes any sense (laughs) so basically saying oh this movie doesn't make any sense and it's stupid but you know what (laughs) at least it was entertaining 
Uh, Alpha Mar says, if Mace Windu didn't survive falling out of the Senate building, how did he survive falling the top of the center of the Death Star? Exactly. Yeah, th- there is no... Uh, so that's a good question. Samuel L. Jackson does not make an appearance. He may have been a force voice, like the many other voices I've mentioned. I just couldn't make his voice out. He may have been a voice. I, I couldn't make his voice out. I made out the others, just not his. I'm sure that scene will leak very soon if it hasn't already. Zach Gregg says, this trilogy is not canon. I don't count it as my canon, that's for sure. Venom Broly, did you wash your eyes with soap after the rise of Skywalker? No. <laughs> Orange Hat, you will love Legacy of the Force. Good. Glad to hear it. So to be honest, personally, I suggest you read EU in timeline order. I especially say that as a lover of the X-Wing series. Reading too far into the timeline might uh, prequel itis the other books. Yeah, I hear you, man. And that's why I've read some of the other film, other books that people have told me are necessary. And uh, the people I, that I, I trust a lot have not said I need to read anything prior to that. Uh, 70B! What's going on, 70B? Venom Broly. Ray, phone. Ray, phone. Home. Yes. She becomes E.T. With a healing finger. Only a healing hand in this, this case. Forever Sci-Fi. Was there any Orange Man bad moments? Not that I could mention. The movie is too much of Like, this is not a movie that's bad because it's woke. It's a bad movie. It is a bad movie. The narrative, the writing sucks. And keep in mind, Chris Terrio did some of the writing on this movie. He also wrote BVS and Justice League. I think that speaks volumes for itself. TH, I know he's barely in it, but is Hux less of a joke? Um, No, he's a complete joke. So Hux turns out to be a spy. So Hux is a spy. He turns on the Empire because of Kylo Ren, because he hates Kylo Ren, and he says that in the movie. He shows up just to be background material, and then he's shot. (laughs) So we find out he's the spy, and then literally, like, right after we find out he's the spy, he gets shot in the chest. Killed. So he gets cucked again. Uh, Soul Assassin. If this movie fails, does that mean Kathleen Kennedy's days are done? If the, if the movie somehow loses money, then yes. I don't think it's going to lose money, though. Uh, Chap Mike says, Leia actually disappears at the same time as Ben under that sheet. It's kind of a blink and you'll miss it. No. Uh, oh, oh, and Ben disappears. Okay, not when he got stabbed. Okay, yeah, I mean, <laughs> as you said, it's a blip and you'll miss it. So I, I must have missed that, but it's still... Silly. Cupcake Geek says, Hello. I can't believe it's out. I can't believe it's out either. Orange Chat. Who did Dominic Monaghan marry from Lord of the Rings play in this film? Uh, he played a random uh, resistance fighter who had some lines. So uh, his talent was wasted as well. Uh, Ness and Nason, thank you very much for the $5 super chat says, why were Kylo and Ray fighting in the first place? If they just end up kissing in the end where the lightsaber tools just foreplay, that's why the story is problematic. That's why their whole romance is stupid. Like it just, to me, it pushes for abusive relationships. It's terrible. The fact that they actually added it in a freaking Kylo Ray kiss is disgusting because even if you take into account that they are related because technically they're related. She's a Palpatine. Anakin was created in some way by Palpatine. So there is some relation there. Whether it's biological or not is kind of missing the point, I think. Hey, I know. You just want attention. This is River. She just likes attention. But you're absolutely right. It makes no damn sense at all as to why they're fighting if they're actually secretly in love with each other. It makes no sense. And in fact, just earlier in the movie, 
Ray puts a lightsaber through his gut, tries to kill him, tries to kill him. That's not enough. Uh, Daniel Reinhardt, thank you for subscribing. Uh, Pablo Patel, thank you for subscribing as well. Uh, Alex Garthy says, so Ray needs voices of encouragement, kills Palpy, but when Anakin killed Palpy, all he had to do was pick him up for an Emperor toss. Yep. Uh, David Prevost says, has anything come out on the final budget for Rise of Skywalker? Uh, let me see. Rise of Skywalker budget. It doesn't look like we have any budget yet, which doesn't which does not surprise me. I would not be surprised if they try and keep that number pretty close to the chest, to be honest. Uh, Daniel Thorne, thank you for the two lemons over on DLive and also for the two ice cream as well. I appreciate y'all. Thank y'all for putting up with me. Uh, Filmy Professor says, but the most important question is if Ray likes sand, is it coarse? Is it irritating and gets everywhere? <laughs> Uh, Christopher Ross says, Star Wars, a marriage story. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Uncle K-Pop, thank you for subscribing to the channel. Daybob, with all the reshoots, how much did this movie cost to make? We don't have a number yet. Uh, I imagine it cost probably in the $300 million plus range just to produce, not market, meaning this film probably cost between $450 and $550 million to both make and to promote. It uh, could be higher. Uh, it means that the film basically needs to make a billion to break even. Uh, Alice Muno says, wait, does the First Order join the Sith Armada or do they join the Resistance fighting Palpatine? So basically, they're the First Order. First Order, Palpatine wants to bring out the Final Order. They don't ever explain how they connect. They don't explain how the peoples can... It does, yeah, as I said, there's a lot of things that are never actually explained and it's ridiculous. J528, not much, Rose Tico. Damn, Ethan's going to be pissed. Yeah, Uncle Ethan is going to be very pissed at not having a lot of Rose Tico. Peter Han, which would you watch again, Dark Fate or Rise of Skywalker? Never seen Dark Fate, but one of the pictures I posted on Twitter, the theater we went to to see this movie had Dark Fate and Rise of Skywalker next to each other, and I think that's perfect placement. Uh, TLJ Screwjob, thank you for another dollar donation, says, don't even think my friends that liked The Force Awakens Last Jedi will like this. Going to ask what they thought about wasting Phasma and Cucks, uh, Hux. Phasma had four and a half minutes across The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi, which is a total waste. That was a badass character. What could have been a badass character that was completely wasted. Not a single moment does she show up. Alice McCarthy, you know how I'm with movies, so if or when I see this and I think it's a little crap, then we know it's bad. I don't. I think you will not like this film. Even you, Alex, who like terrible movies. Alpha Martotia says, "Who blame, who's to blame for Episode Nine debacle? Ryan Johnson because of The Last Jedi, or is it solely on J.J. for his choices of the events of the film? Both. They both share equal responsibility because J.J.'s choices, I believe, are very much existing because of the last jedi because of the problems of the last jedi and so jj could only do so much but then jj decides i'm gonna throw everything i can everything in the kitchen sink so that i can please all of these random groups and maybe if all of these random groups are happy it'll make up a larger group of people but in the end ends up making a giant narrative mess instead uh rafael says latest love uh, latest lowest projections, it's a 70, 175 million opening domestic. Yeah. 
Gmonkey says, unfortunately, the theaters by me are almost completely sold out for Thursday night, so I could see it making a billion, but my guess is $850 million. Well, it's going to have a very, very strong opening weekend. That is a fact. The, the, the billion question is going to come in as to what the second weekend drop-off is going to be. Catherine Wingster, but was Rise better than Endgame? Uh, Endgame was better. Endgame was a hell of a lot more of a coherent story. I'm going to be honest. It was a much more coherent story in Endgame. And you, you all know how I feel about the narrative of Endgame. That, that's how bad this film is. Uh, Baby Yoda 24. Thanks for following me on DLive. I appreciate you, Baby Yoda. Uh, Peabody says, maybe Rey stabs Kylo in the gut because when he had his shirt off in The Last Jedi, she noticed that he had a melanoma that needed to be removed. Of course. <laughs> of course. And film professor says, considering that this becomes a great debacle, do you think Warner Brothers would retract the deal with him to take care of the DCEU? I sure hope so. I don't think they've, I don't know how much they've, I guess they have inked a deal at this point, but I don't know if they've started anything. That would definitely be worth it uh, for them to back out of that deal. That's for sure. Brady Millette. What's going on, Brady? How's it going, bud? Says, I'm seeing it Thursday and just got back into Star Wars. What a terrible time. Oh, God save you, man. I can only imagine what you would think about this movie, man. Jeremy Swiggs. All right, lunch hour Odin stream. Uh, Soul Assassin. Sam Jackson's voice was in episode nine. He asked if Palpatine looks like a biatch. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. Did someone say Martha? Ah, yeah. Uh, SGX123456. Thank you for subscribing to the channel. Um, David Prevost, has anything come out on the final budget for the Rise of Skywalker? For the, all right, I've already answered that question several times, so there is no information about the budget for the film yet that I could find. Uh, Catherine Wingster, Odin the Rayla relationship works because themes, sure. Simon Templar, Leia dies in the film? If so, how? She gets, she gets tired. I've already talked about that one in detail. Uh, basically, she gets tired. She starts feeling weak. She reaches out with the Force to say Ben to Kylo Ren while she's fighting Rey, distracts him, gets him stabbed by Rey, and then dies. <laughs> That's basically what happens. Reaches out with the Force to her son. Alpha Mar, what about the Knights of Ren? <laughs> oh, the Knights of Ren. So they're in this movie. They're given screen time. You don't find out who they are, how they exist, what their purpose is, they're just there. They're there because they follow along Kylo, Kylo as he's doing all the bidding, or you know, acting as supreme leader of the new... <laughs> so bad. So they're with him, and then when he turns to the good side, and he comes back to Palpatine's planet to help out Rey, they show up just so that they can fight him. And then he gets beat up by them until Rey is able to instant transmission a lightsaber into his hand. Yep. They were there just to get destroyed by Kylo Ren. Uh, David Morris, thank you for the $3 uh, donation through Streamlabs, says, I have a ticket to go at midnight. Should I go if it's that bad? I wouldn't. It's your money. I can't tell you how to, I cannot tell you how to spend your money. So if you want to go see this train wreck, you go right ahead. You might like it. Again, are there some people that might like this film? Yes. I will question their movie judgment though. (laughs) Like, objectively. I think that if they could at least say objectively it's bad, um, then I could at least respect them for that. Um, let's see. Saisha Neons. Uh, Saisha Neons says, This sounds like Twilight in space. I'd rather walk the Green Mile if you catch my drift than watch Raylo. Oh, Lord. Alice McCarthy. If only Leo Getz was in this movie. Okay. 
Okay. Simon Templer, what was the audience reaction to the space horses? So, as I said, I was with a press group, so reactions were not as much as a general audience might be. So there was clapping for a lot of the... So when Lando showed up on screen, there was clapping. You know, moments like that where there was, like, references to the original characters. Like, there was some clapping. Uh, The only other reaction that we had was someone laughed when Kylo faded away. (laughs) Uh, Chat Mike says, We were promised a conclusion connecting the three trilogies together. Do you feel that connection even once? I didn't, in my opinion. Random throwbacks and voice cameos don't count. No, they don't. Uh, this, This film is basically its own animal. Just like The Last Jedi was its own animal, this film is also its own animal. It doesn't know whether it's trying to follow The Force Awakens or if it's trying to follow The Last Jedi. Basically, J.J. Abrams said, I'm just going to throw all nostalgia and everything that I can at the audience and see what sticks. And what ended up happening was a giant mess. A complete, utter waste and a giant mess. Uh, Aiden Vickery says, I would like to publicly thank J.J. Uh, haven't paid to watch a Star Wars movie since the con job The Force Awakens came out. <laughs> uh, nice, nice, nice. Uh, 394 people watching. Please smash the like button, please. I'd appreciate it. Um, let's see. Getting back to the YouTube chat. Alex McCarthy says, Wow, then I definitely am going to not like The Rise of Soywalker if Endgame is better. I hated Endgame with a passion. Well, there you go. There you go. That is saying a crap ton. Uh, Peter Hahn says, where is Matt Smith in this? No idea. If he's there, he's not human. Or he's a background character that no one sees. So, yeah, Matt Smith is nothing in this film. That that I could see. Uh, as I said, you know, if he's unless he's a random background character, he's nothing. He doesn't have any lines or anything unless he's a uh, creature behind CGI. But I, yeah... Uh, Bill Adam, thank you for subscribing to the channel. Venom Broly 93, did they kill Chewie and 3PO? Nope, they survive. Uh, Rafael says, there's some information on IMDb that The Rise of Skywalker cost $200 million budget, but it could not, uh, but it's not official. Yeah, I don't believe that for a second. Um, and the reason why I don't believe that for a second is because um, if you just go to... One second. So The Force Awakens budget was $306 million. So the budget for The Force Awakens was $306 million, meaning that this film is just by logic alone going to cost more, at least $350, $400 million to produce. And I think it might be more than that, to be honest. Uh, Burns Reviews, thanks for subscribing to the channel, man. It definitely ain't $200 million. I can say that for a fact. It's definitely not $200 million. Uh, Tomer Kritz, thanks for subscribing to the channel. I appreciate it. Um, let's see. Aiden Vickery says, as we can talk spoilers, it is true, isn't it, that Baby Yoda is the love child of Chewie and Tico, correct? Yes, you're right. Alice McCarthy, welcome new people. Thank you indeed for welcoming them. John Mystery, how much of the film do you think could just be cut out without changing anything? 30 minutes. But even then, it would still be a mess. You still need a lot of explanations for a lot of things. Um, have I really... Have I caught up? Oh, that's weird. <laughs> uh, jumping over to DLive. 
Um, let's see. Daniel Thorne. Disney will release Star Wars The Skywalker Saga as a nine-film, 27-disc, Forte Ultra HD box set on the uh, 31st of March, 2020. Will you pick it up? Hell no. That thing is going to be so overpriced, and it's going to be not the original trilogy. Hell no. I'm not picking that up, even as a collector. Uh, Alpha Mar, you said there were Snoke clones. Why didn't Palpy just use the Snokes as a Force clone army? It's a great question, because somehow he was able to build a bunch of ships. He was able to build a bunch of ships. That, that's what it comes down to. Frank says, yes, you caught up. Uh, that's surprising. That is extremely surprising. Day Bob says, it wouldn't surprise me if that costs over $400 million. I think so, too. Like, it, it seems logical to me that this film would cost over $400 million. But we, we, we don't have that information right now. Uh, David Moores, thank you for the dollar donation, says, it's the Kathleen Kennedy cut, right? I know I'll hate it. Yeah. Yep. Kathleen Kennedy cut. Alex says, you're caught up to the chat. Usually you're 30 minutes behind. Yeah, I know that. I know that some comments were skipped earlier, but $330 for the set, says uh, Roptimus Cron. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Even if I had that kind of money, not spending it on Star Wars, especially right now. But I say the next Star Wars thing I buy, and I'm not planning to buy it because I don't want to give Disney any real money right now, um, other than the money that my wife is making me give to Disney Plus because she has to have access to her Disney content. Happy wife, happy life. Uh, would be the Mandalorian, but half the episode sucks, so I wouldn't even want to buy that. <laughs> Chris Baker, thanks for subscribing to the channel. Uh, Greta, what's going on, Greta? Greta says, "On uh, hey, Odin, on my work break, just dropping in to say hi. Well, hi, Greta. Hope you're doing fine. Alex Carley says, you're caught up in the chat. Got that one already. Frank says, the film just needed Matt Damon. Not even Matt Damon could have fixed this film. Uh, let's see. Chat Mike says, back when J.J. told years ago he would work on a movie related to the Half-Life Portal games, I never thought that meant making Palpatine look like Gladys. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. Uh, Scott the Geekstream, thank you for the $5. Super Chat says, Rotten Tomatoes rigging the tomato meter again. It was at 57% with 114 reviews. Now it's at 62% with 104 reviews. Even the critic scores are not safe. Really? I do have a live stream right now up on the Welcome to Asgard channel uh, that is keeping track of this. Uh, So let me double check. All right, so so your information is not accurate. The most recent number update has it at 57% with 171 reviews. So basically, sometimes what happens is you need to refresh your page in order to get the most accurate count. So if you want to follow the Rotten Tomato score, Welcome to Asgard is my secondary channel. I have a live stream going on right now, and it'll be on as long as I can get it, keep it going. And it has the live stream... It's constantly refreshing. Every 30 seconds, it's refreshing the uh, the Rotten Tomatoes page. So let me just make sure if it's actually still running because it's on my other computer in the other room. Uh, so let's see. Right now, there are 10 people watching that stream. <laughs> uh, and it has the most recent number, 57%, uh, 171 people watching. So if you want to watch that stream, if you're, if you're interested in the Rotten Tomatoes score, uh, go check it out. In fact, I'll, I'll go ahead and uh, post that. Um, in the chat. Boom. So that's where you can find the stream that I have going on right now. 
uh, covering the Rotten Tomatoes score. And the reason why I'm doing that is because if they do play with the scores, we will see it happen in real time. If they play with the scores, we will have the video footage to confirm that they're doing it. Uh, I'm doing this because I remember when they started to delete reviews for, uh, was it Captain Marvel they were doing that for? Or The Last Jedi they were doing that for? Uh, So I have them ready. I have them ready. Jeremy Swiggs, I haven't paid to see a Star Wars film since the Clone Wars animated movie. Damn. Dora the Hobbit, Last Jedi, Midichlorians, Stable Kids on Cantobite in The Rise of Soywalker. Um... There's no Cantobite that I could see. I don't think Cantobite was ever mentioned in this film. I know it was recently mentioned in The Mandalorian. Um, but no, I don't recognize... I did not recognize any of the kids from Cantobite. Uh, Professional Gun 66. Is it possible to make a fan edit from it, or is there too much trash to save it? I think there's too much trash. But if anyone could save it, uh, it would definitely be Ivan Ortega. Because Ivan Ortega is an amazing person. All right. Let's see. Granada says, Dear Lord, how bad of a crap show was episode nine? It was really bad. Shiato, uh, did you already discuss JJ's answer for the Holden maneuver? Yes. So there's a, there's a quick reference to it. So someone in the resistance says, why don't we just use the Holden maneuver? So they're talking about how there's these hundreds and hundreds of thousands of Star Destroyers. And so someone wisely says, Oh, hyperspace ramming is a thing now. Why don't we just use that? And so Poe Dammer's response to that is, oh, that's a one in a million chance. Well, that's a one in a million shot. That's a one in a million move. No one else could do that. Only Admiral Holdo could pull that off. Basically, it's what he's saying. Uh, so that's their reference to it. They say, oh, yeah, it still happened. But, oh, yeah, it's a once in a million that it could ever work, which is stupid. Uh, Alice McCarthy says, if Michael Bay had directed this, Jedi Master General Princess Leia would have died in a nap followed by explosions. <laughs> hey, at least we would have had explosions, man. <laughs> uh, Aiden Vickery says, okay, serious question time. Who, if anybody, comes out of this film with any credibility? Character-wise? Wedge Antilles? <laughs> because he's only on screen for five seconds? <laughs> so he can't really lose anything. <laughs> oh man. Uh Coffee Ramblings, thank you for subscribing to the channel. I appreciate it. <laughs> oh man, oh man. The client came showing yesterday. What? So some good news. I can't go into much detail, but you all know how I still have a house down in New Orleans uh, that we were renting. Well, we recently had to put it back on the market, and it looks like we might have a buyer. All potential right now, uh, but still, hey, <laughs> at least we got some good news going on today. Might be selling a house within the next few weeks. Uh, Ninja Curl uh, 226 says, Do you think that the rumored Lucas cut could have saved the movie? I don't believe there is a Lucas cut. The fact that Lucas wasn't even invited to the premiere tells me they don't really want to have a lot to do with him. Um, not even George Lucas, I think, could have saved it. Thank you, Frank. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. Um, Let's see. Oh, my God. There's so many notifications. It's insane the number of notifications going on right now. Dear Lord, man. Dear Lord. Let me see if anything's going on in our messenger chat so jeremy's throwing shade 
Uh, since you can't even... <laughs> Jeremy's throwing shade at people. So there's a bunch of people out there right now that are calling out the Phantom Menace and saying, we're the reason why... So it's so funny because after, for two years now, we have been attacked for our opinions on a movie. Now that another film has come out and it's bad, we're the reason why it's bad. So it's hilarious to me that all of these shills in the media are now saying, oh, it's the fans' fault that this movie's bad. Oh, The Last Jedi is still a great film, and the reason why is because this film could have been great had the fans not ruined it. Because J.J. listened to the fans. J.J. didn't listen to anybody. J.J. listened to Kathleen Kennedy and himself in making this film. Pablo Resendiz, thank you for subscribing to the channel. Uh, the K-Man, thank you for the two lemon donation over on DLive. Uh, Peabody says, I was just thinking, were the people in the bottom half of the Death Star upside down? <laughs> That's a good question. They don't answer that, sadly. They do not answer that, sadly. Uh, Benjamin Misco, thank you for following me. Jeel, thank you very much for following as well. Um, and those are the last ones that have tagged me. Oh, I'm sick. Uh, Frank says, I still can't believe YouTube tried to take you away from me. Darn you, YouTube. Yeah, so Frank, uh, check your notifications, everybody, because Frank's channel, uh, he had notifications on, and he checked it this morning, and his notifications were off. So make sure that not only have you subscribed to the channel, but also that you hit that bell notification. That way you know every time we go live and every time a new video is posted. I post a video every day. As soon as this stream ends, I will be planning to make a video um, possibly covering the Rotten Tomatoes, maybe making a more condensed uh, spoiler-filled video, uh, but look out for that uh, later today. Dale X88, thank you for, for follow, uh, thank you for uh, subscribing to the channel. Uh, Wishbear78, thanks for following me over on DLive. Uh, Tom Wilfinger says they didn't want to risk him being interviewed after the movie George Lucas. That's true, <laughs> because remember from the Bob Iger book, from Bob Iger's words himself, they wanted George Lucas to sign a document saying that he could not talk badly about the movies. He didn't sign it. That makes a lot of sense. George Hobbit, did Campia redeem himself in your eyes for giving The Rise of Skywalker a bad review? No, he's still a giant shill. To me, that's just him saying, oh, now that there's no more major Star Wars films, why should I care? <laughs> that, that's, that's what that reads to me. Or he's just trying to get out ahead. Catherine Wingster, Odin, I love Jeff's question to these people. Did we write this film? Did we direct it? Did we act in it? And the question to all three of those is no. That is a great question. That is a great point. It's amazing to me that they will blame the fans, and yet we didn't write it. We didn't direct it. We didn't produce it. We did not have a damn thing to do with the making of this movie. But you know what? That's why it sucks. Because if the fans were in mind for this trilogy, it would have looked different. Yeah, one could argue that it wouldn't have been great. Imagine that all three films were nothing more than fan service. Might not be the best films of all time, but you know what? At the very least, we could say, oh, you know what? I was entertained by them. They're not good movies, not like the original trilogy, but hey, they're entertaining. Instead, what they decided to do was, oh, let's try and take Identity Politics from 20, uh, 2016 or 2015 when The Force Awakens came out and inject it in the Star Wars universe and then just force feed all of the fans crap, complete another crap, and just say, oh, you got to take it. You got to take it and you got to like it. 
Like, seriously. Holy crap, we have a lot of new people subscribing. So, uh, Doraquel, thanks for subscribing to the channel. Josh Trolley, or Josh Tolly. Uh, Josh Tolly, thanks for subscribing. Uh, Gregory Hockett, thank you for subscribing as well. But Captain Wingster, those are great questions because guess what? We didn't write it. We didn't. But you know what? If we did, it would have been better than this garbage. Uh, Agardo Martinez, shills are going to use the, uh, this is what happens when you pander to the Phantom Menace argument. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Anyone that's going to defend this movie is going to say the film's not good, but the reason why it's not good is because of that, oh, that dastardly Phantom Menace. Oh, it's all of their fault. It's their fault. Wait a minute. I thought, and here's, here's why they're hypocrites. I thought we were a small vocal minority. I thought we were a bunch of man babies in our mama's basements. I thought that we were basement-dwelling, uh, cousin-humping people, according to John Campia. Remember, John Campia said that about us. I thought that's what we were. But apparently now we also have the ability to affect a film from a multi-billion dollar corporation? Oh my goodness! Color me surprised. Color me surprised that all of a sudden we have this immense power when for two years we have been ridiculed, belittled, Said we're nothing. But now we have power. Now, now we've ruined the film. Okay. Okay, Shills. Okay, I got you. Ah, oh, man, oh man. So ridiculous. Dad, don't don't question consume, Glonald Dover. Seriously, if, if you have not watched the red letter media coverage um, where they do their their best shill impersonations, you're missing out. It is fantastic. And you know what? There are some shills that are going to be doing nothing more than that. Uh, Baron Call, thank you for subscribing to the channel. Graham Asiata says, I hope see more of Zorik. She looked like a cool person. I will like to see tons more of. Torik. Uh, I don't think I remember that character. Who's, who's Torik? Nothing came up on a Google search. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, was a Bothan who served in the Therian army during the Clone Wars. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, so, yeah, my, my memory's not going to be able to pick up on that. So, if I had a picture, I'd probably be able to pick up on it. Uh, Alex McCarthy says, Fan service is cool at times, but a coherent story that coincides with the lore already been told is best. I agree. But if you had... My point is that, obviously, we want a coherent story. But if you just had a fan service... And a decent story, most people would be happy. But when you don't have any really good fan service, okay. Oh, you finally give Chewbacca a medal. <laughs> good for you. I feel like I'm red letter media. Like, <laughs> yay, Disney. Oh, Disney, great job. <laughs> Are they still watching? <laughs> Are they still watching? <laughs> great job, Disney. You gave Chewbacca a medal. Good job. Now that now that throws hollow. That could have been a cool moment had you given us a coherent movie that made sense and that was actually good instead of the crap fest you gave us. Uh, Songbear, thank you for the follow and for the lemon donation. But it's so ridiculous. It really is. Frank says, not so small now, are we, Disney? Yeah, apparently, according to some. Uh, JKD Buck, uh, stand proud. Damn right. Rhaegar Targaryen says... But you have to keep clapping. <laughs> we have to keep clapping. Exactly. That's what the shills are doing right now. In Vickery, if the fans killed the film, 
Surely that means SJWs killed it at the rest of us are not fans of the latest films. That's true. It's a great point. Oh, if the fans killed it, well, we're not fans of your film right now. So therefore, you mean the SJWs that you've been trying to parent to all this time? Is that what you mean? Huh? Is that what you mean? Huh? Sashinian says the Disney trilogy will be forever remembered as the dark times mentioned by Ben Kenobi. Yep. We are in those dark times. We have glimmers of hope in the Mandalorian, but it's not enough. There's a lot of crap in the Mandalorian too. Three episodes worth of crap to be, uh, to be exact. Grandma Sita says, I met Zori bliss, not Zorik. My bad. Okay. Zori bliss. Zori bliss. Cause there was a Toric bislet. Or Bissilt. But I don't think that's what you meant. Let me see if I can find exactly what you're talking about. Can you give me some more context, please? More context. I need context. Odin's not good at getting things out of context. Jake D. Buck says, Which was worse, The Last Jedi or The Rise of Soywalker? Uh, objectively speaking, The Rise of Skywalker. Objectively speaking, The Rise of Skywalker is worse. I wish I didn't have to say that, but I got to be honest. Uh, the Shepherd, thank you very much for the super chat, says, what's your reaction on uh, Scott Mendelson bashing the rise of Skywalker? Does it make him an istophobe? Uh, according to his and other people's logic, yes. It's amazing. I'm amazed that that freaking Scotty boy Mendelson went out of his way to say not just he's not just critical of it. Look at Scott Mendelson's headline. He says The Rise of Skywalker is the worst Star Wars movie ever. Not just bad, the worst Star Wars movie ever. That is volumes coming from that man who's gone after me before for calling him out. That's that's amazing coming from that dude. Ah, oh, man. Frank says, remember, no clapping, only jazz hands. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Are they still watching? I'm not clapping. I don't want to defend anybody. I don't want to offend anybody. Uh, Mark Krell says, okay, I have a question here. If Ray calls herself a Skywalker at the end, how can it be at the end of the Skywalker saga if one Skywalker Ray is still around? It's a great point. It's an excellent point. And they'll never explain it. But yes, yeah, she is a Skywalker now. She's also a Palpatine. Which I guess makes sense. I guess one way they could do it is say, oh, yeah, um, by the way, Kylo Ren used the Force to impregnate her before he died. <laughs> Yay. They're not going to do that. They're not going to do that. Day Bob, uh, even Forbes is piling on. Yeah, seriously. Even the former shills that used to be very consistent are now piling on. Look who's in the chat, everybody. It's Lando Calrissian. Lando, where have you been? This is the first chat you've been in on my channel in a long time. And I miss you. I miss you. Lando Calrissian. JKD Buck says, The Rise of Skywalker was worse? Wow. Glad I'm skipping it. The Last Jedi made me no longer care. I can't imagine the damage watching Episode Nine would do. It would make you laugh. It might make you cry. Um, but, yeah. Gmonkey76. Any new people who want questions answered, type Odin Question. Yes, if you're new to the channel, if you type Odin Question, all one word... It'll highlight orange on my screen, and I'll know you're trying to get my attention. I don't know how much longer I can go, though. I'm starting to get tired, and uh, I need to stand up. Uh, Soul Assassin says, when the King Shill doesn't like the movie, you know it's bad. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Frank says, Rise of Skywalker or Solo, which is worse? Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, Rise of Skywalker. Very well could be the worst Star Wars film of all time. 
Sasha Neon says, if Optimus Mike Zero is calling for Kathleen Kennedy to step down, then uh, hating the Disney trilogy has truly gained mainstream. We are not a vocal minority or even a vocal contingent, but the fandom menace. You're right. And more and more people are starting to join on every single day. A great review of this video, of this movie, is done by uh, Jeremy Johns. Jeremy Johns has been amazing for a long time, but he was, I think, the first real mainstream, at least YouTube voice, other than the Phantom Menace, to start speaking out. And his review is so truth-filled and is insanely to the point. Uh, let's see. Captain Wingster. Odin, I guess that since Ray can identify as anyone she wants, we all can too. Oh boy, that message. Exactly. If she can identify as a Skywalker, you can identify as however you want. Yep. Uh, AI or Al says, I can't watch the rise of Skywalker as last Jedi even made it hard to revisit empire left a permanent sour taste in my mouth. And this film is not going to help with that at all. Alex McCarthy says, protect the back. Absolutely. Eric Barron says, uh, can I do a show with you? Um, if you live stream on your channel and I'm available, I'll jump in on a live stream. And Lancelotto, I do. One is on my Welcome to Asgard channel, though. Uh, and that is just a, that's a separate stream on another computer. That's covering the Rotten Tomatoes scores. Live update. Uh, Lando Calrissian, thank you for the super chat, says, do I survive this dumpster fire Odin? Lando Calrissian, you do survive this movie. You survive. And in fact, a spinoff movie is teased with you in it. You're talking to the character that many of us thought might be your daughter in the film. And the conversation y'all have is, ho, hey, wait a minute. Do you know where you're from? No. Do you know where you're from? No. Let's go find out. So Lando's going to help that girl find out where she's from. So Lando, you got yourself a movie or a TV series coming in the works. Intoxication Gaming Thank you for the super chat says sending love from home. Miss you, buddy. Keep growing. Love your work. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, the vigilant. Thank you for the super chat says throwing you five bucks because you were in ATL. Odin wish I could have seen you. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, I wish I would have had more time, but I went to see the movie. I hung out with John for a little bit. We, we filmed a lot of uh, skits and stuff. And then he had barely any, he was running on three hours of sleep. And I wanted to get home. That way I could uh, get the videos uploaded and everything like that. Have a short live stream. Spend some time with the wife. Uh, so I wasn't able to spend much time. But I'm not far away. I'm only like two hours away from ATL. So um, I know that Uche's down there. I think that Ivan's down there. So we might have to have a Geeks and Gamers meetup at some point. Uh, because obviously Jeremy's in, in Pensacola. So he could fl- he could drive up uh, for a day or two probably. Um, Let's see. But getting back to the comment, I I jump on shows all the time. Uh, I don't really host anyone on my channel. I try and keep it just just me. I host people every now and then, very rarely. Um, The only people I host are my uh, $25 and up backers once a month uh, on Sundays. But that's that's pretty much the only people that I host on the channel. Uh, Jun Wong says, looking back, would you have invested your time in 7, 8, or 9? No. No, it's a wasted trilogy. It's wasted. It doesn't mean a damn thing, and it's boring. Hardwick, Scotty boy, I can, I, I cannot, I cannot keep the shilling up any longer. My conscience, I've given all, <laughs> I've given her all she's got. <laughs> oh, yep. Uh, let's see, Captain Wingster. Uh, but is Finn Lando's son? No, Finn is not Lando's son. 
Uh, Father Christopher Miller says, ever seen Undercover Brother Billy D. Williams is in it. Uh, I know of that film. I've never seen it. Hardwick, does Lando make love to a frying pan in the movie? No. Uh, and they do not make any reference to L337 being the Millennium Falcon. So that that's good. Or the Millennium Flamingo, as we've been calling it. Uh, Chris Ross says, at the very least, this trilogy red-pilled normies on media lies and agendas. Oh, it absolutely did. Absolutely it did. Uh, Songbear, thank you for that lemon again. Peabody, so the new ride in Disneyland for The Rise of Skywalker would be people climbing a ladder and jumping into a trash can? Exactly. Uh, Chris Ross says, Chewie got a medal and we get a turd. Exactly. Uh, ha <laughs> ha. Oh, yeah, you're you're done. I see what you tried to do there. Someone tried to make an inappropriate name on DLive. It's very common, sadly, over there. Uh, let's see. Mr. Peabody says, yes, new people on DLive. Uh, thank you. Yeah, just tag it at Odin. Uh, Baron Kyle says, I think that Kathleen Kennedy already knew that she'll be fired or she took her last chance to crap on this franchise. Yep. I think that a lot could be said to that. Uh, Krista Ross, thank you very much for following over on DLive. Appreciate that. All right, back over to YouTube. Can you give us a quick ranking of your favorite Star Wars movie, says Al. Um, well, after this film, I officially no longer acknowledge this trilogy in the Star Wars canon. So in the sixth film canon that we have, I would say my favorite is Empire Strikes Back, OG Star Wars, Return of the Jedi, and then I would go uh, Revenge of the Sith, Phantom, uh, <laughs> Phantom, Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones to me is still the weakest of the of the films. Um, as I said, in the sixth film, in the sixth film canon, I don't consider this to be canon anymore. Uh, let's see. Uh, the Shepherd says, "How much would you dread reading the Kylo comic after watching the Rise of Soy Walker?" Dear Lord, I'm actually more terrified of all of the damn fan fiction that's going to come. They they have literally confirmed Raylo. They have confirmed it. Kylo and Rey have a twenty, like a fifteen-second kiss in this. So now all of the creepy Raylos on Tumblr and on Twitter and all of the weird crap they've put out is now going to be hundredfold, hundredfold added to it. Hardwick, does Lando make love to a frying pan now? <laughs> I already read that one, but it's just, it's so funny. Uh, Alex McCarthy, heck, Jeremy can drive from Florida to California in like eight hours. Apparently, that that is a good point. Uh, Harwick, I now identify as Elvis Presley. Now, where's my record? <laughs> now, where's my recording contract? <laughs> Out of step with reality. Uh, thank you for the super chat. Is Cloud City in the movie? Uh, I don't believe so. Uh, there is a shot, and I believe it's at the end, that kind of looked like Cloud City, um, but they don't really show a whole lot of it. So there's a, there's at the very end, all of the Star Destroyers across the galaxy are like being destroyed simultaneously i guess it's because all the people of the uh resistance are fighting back and i again it's there's so many details to talk about i don't remember that one specifically it it could have been though but if it is it would be it would have been during that scene uh prequels goat says is finn hinted or shown having force powers yes he is force sensitive so at one point he says that's the ship how do you know i just feel it and then he feels a couple of other things throughout. So he never shows the ability to move objects, but he he always he knows things now. So yeah, he is he is force sensitive. Finn is force sensitive. 
That has been confirmed by this. Uh, JKD Buck, thanks for taking the bullet for us so we don't have to watch it. No problem. He also says, Darlene Kennedy and her lap dogs must be purged from Lucasfilm. Well, let's hope that this film loses money. Uh, Alec Munoz says, so Ray turns her staff into a yellow lightsaber. How? Okay, so um, they never explain how. They don't show her building it. So she is on Tatooine at the end of the movie. She has Leia and Luke's lightsaber. She uh, wraps them in cloth and then uses the force to create a giant hole in which she buries the lightsabers. So she buries the lightsabers into a hole in the sand of Tatooine. Great respect shown to those lightsabers. Then she shows her lightsaber, which has her little cloth around it, so it's very unique to Rey, and then turns it on, and it's yellow. We don't know how it's yellow. We don't know how she builds it. Nothing's mentioned about Kyber crystals. Um, I didn't know that she knew how to build a lightsaber. Uh, yeah, none of it, none of it's explained. As I said, a lot of things just happen in this film. They happen, and they're not explained. And sometimes you can say, oh, well, it's better left unexplained. It leaves it to the imagination. But there's some things that kind of need to be explained, especially when your film already makes no damn sense. But that's how the yellow lightsaber comes into being. Harabentho, what do you think the chances are the media will blame uh, blame fans for Rise of Skywalker being bad because their backlash against The Last Jedi prompted JJ's attempted course correction? Oh, absolutely. They're already starting to. Some shill media presence are already blaming the fans for this film. It's ridiculous. Hardwick says, what do you think the chances... Okay, got one already. Uh, Maz Mikkelsen, uh, do you think Ryan Johnson and J.J. Abrams had a rivalry and this mess is a result of them trying to undo what others had done previously? Mads, you know what? I think if that were true, we would find out in the next five, ten years when behind-the-scenes stuff is finally revealed, when all of the NDAs are going expired... And the actors and people behind the scenes can finally start talking about it. If they ever came out and said that they were rivals, everything would make sense. Every single thing done in The Last Jedi and in this movie would make complete sense. Because Last Jedi says screw you to everything that J.J. does. This film says screw you to a lot of the things that uh, Ryan Johnson did. So yeah, that would make a lot of sense. Um, Let's see. Soul Assassin, Disney canon doesn't count, plus stay away from Raylo art. It's disturbing. It's extremely disturbing. Captain Wingster, Odin, do you think the trilogy would have been better if Finn was the main character and written well? Yeah. Honestly, I do. If Ray was a background character using the Force, you wouldn't need to explain her that much. You wouldn't, because she would be a side character, and side characters don't need as much explanation. But they decided to do what they did. Slice of Neons, did they keep, they fly now in... That was just as cringeworthy the first time. Yep, it's in there. And it's just as cringeworthy and it's just as nonsensical as it was in the trailer. Hardwick, Bob Iger made people appreciate Michael Eisner more. The sequels made people start appreciating the prequels more. Galaxy's Edge made people appreciate the Knott's Berry Farm more. <laughs> uh, I like that reference to the Knott's Berry Farm. All right, jumping over to DLive. Uh, Baron Call says, Ray turned complete god mode in this movie. It felt like some Harry Potter wizard crap at times. It did. Seriously, she's able to heal people now. At one point, when Ray is training on her obstacle course, she is floating. She is sitting Indian style, floating 10, 15 feet in the air with a bunch of rocks hovering around her. And yet, even though she does that, even though she can now stop a ship in midair, 
Again, a me- I would say not a small ship, but maybe like a medium-sized ship can hold maybe 30, 40 people, is able to stop that ship and its boosters midair, stop the ship, even though she's this powerful and can heal people now, bring people back from the dead. What she can't do is climb an abandoned, broken down old piece of a Death Star without struggling. So she's struggling to climb it there because we have to see, oh, see, she's not perfect. She can't just leap and bound from place to place. Why the hell not? She can do all these other things. Ah, They didn't think this through at all. It's so, oh, ah. Can't tell you how hard it was to hold all of this back last night. (laughs) Uh, James Tobo, thanks for subscribing to the channel. I appreciate it. Uh, (laughs) Oh, it's so bad. Darth Vid. So Palpatine had a child that was a good person and tried to take away Rey from him? They never explain it. So he says to her, you're my grandchild. And then talks about her parents. But they never reference which one of her parents is his child. Or how that worked. Who he had a relationship with. They don't explain it at all. She's just his grandchild. As I said, none of it's explained. It is not explained at all. And I'm sure some people are going to say, Oh, well, the novel that was released prior to had the explanation. Or, oh, they're working on a graphic novel to explain all of those things. Are you kidding me? If anyone buys that as a legitimate excuse, you're an ignoramus. Hardwick, did you see Matt Smith? No. Matt Smith was not seen clearly at all. Dory to Hobbit says, which director got a brighter future, JJ or Ryan? At this point, Ryan, JJ has The Rise of Skywalker, one of the worst films, arguably the worst Star Wars film of all time. Ryan's got Knives Out, box office success, highly rated, Highly touted by many. You may not have liked it. I haven't seen it yet. But right now, Jay, right now, Ryan has a much brighter future. Based on those alone. Aid Vickery. If these were the first three films in a completely new franchise, how much money do you think uh, The Rise of Skywalker would make? Uh, we need to make to get a fourth film. Would just breaking even be enough? Here's the thing. If these were three brand new films, no history whatsoever, and this is what we were given... Uh, the Last Jedi would have been the last film. It would have gotten the treatment of the Diversion series, where audiences just checked out completely, and they never finished it. If there was nothing else prior. Um, the Shepherd says, Ray doesn't need to learn anything. She can just download information from a thousand generation of Jedi. Hardwick, who's more powerful, Ray or Captain Marvel? Ray. Ray is more powerful. JKD, did Palpatine meet someone through a dating app? <laughs> Uh yes. Uh the wandering ranger, thank you for the six lemons that you donated. Uh he also says, "What do you think about the ending of Rise being a ripoff of Masters of the Universe?" I haven't seen Masters of the Universe, so I can't speak to that, but <laughs> that's pretty great. Alrighty. Eric uh Sandbrook, sorry not a question. Your pup looks so comfortable. Thank you for the spoilers. No problem at all. And yes, uh she, she's totally passed out right now. Um, both of them. Uh, so I have... Uh, <laughs> my dog River is on the ground right now. Just literally just on the ground. Flat out. Passed out. And then uh, that's my couch pup over there. Her name is Willow. 
That's the brown dog over there. Her name is Willow. Um, she is the couch pup. She's always in the background of my videos, usually uh, sleeping or fighting with her sister. And she's amazing. Uh, and <laughs> her cuteness brings joy to my days. <sighs> Grandma Ciota, if shills say fans are to blame for this, I will say we never asked for a retcon of the chosen one. You're right. We never asked for this crap. Why would we want it? Day Bob, he is her grand palpy. Her grand I am your grand palpy. Yes. The grand palpy of them all. Yes. <laughs> Jiggity, uh, what do you make of George Lucas's absence from the premiere? I think they realized how bad it was. And with all the information coming out recently about how badly he was treated by Bob Iger, they didn't want him there because he's going to speak his mind. He does not have a contract to hold back anything. I think they were afraid that he was going to be critical of it, and they did not want that. Hardwick, uh, did you notice that Solo had a scene to explicitly demonstrate that Kira isn't a Mary Sue? She tried to co-pilot the Falcon, couldn't figure it out, and told Chewie to take over. Yeah, that's true. They don't have that in this film. Hashtag Solo lost money. Slayer King, thanks for subscribing to the channel, man. Uh, Flashy Nightmare says, Is it true there is a scene where Rey throws her lightsaber and Luke Ghost catches it? When I read it, it sounded like an F you to Ryan moment. It is. Uh, and that does happen. So Rey is burning the ship of Kylo Ren that she stole. She then throws the lightsaber, Luke's lightsaber, into the flames. Force Ghost Luke catches it from the flames walks out and then makes a comment about that's a foolish thing to do throwing your lightsaber away throwing your weapon away so yeah there's definitely either a shot at ryan there or some type of retcon of the character uh, let's see camera camera zone says what part did zori bliss play i don't remember zori bliss i don't i don't remember jkd buck who would win ray or unicron uh ray it would be ray Markrell, well, here in Germany, people seem to like it, or they're just seem, or they're just trolling to get more people in the cinema to share crappy feeling with. <laughs> that is interesting. Mark Lazerth, uh, what was the LGBT reference in the film? So at the end of the film, when the uh, the new empire has been destroyed, seemingly single handedly by Ray, they have all the people coming back to the. Uh, the, the resistance base they're all hugging each other they're all saying yeah we made it we're alive yay celebration celebration and then they have a very very clear shot that lasts for about four seconds so it's not a cutaway it's a very clear shot and it's one of the female characters that has been by Leia's side throughout the films embraces and kisses her wife girlfriend so that's what they have so there is a very clear LGBT reference in the film. Take that for what you will. Markrell says, either way, some already try to sell their pre-ordered Steelbook Blu-rays. Yeah, I can't imagine why. Harwick, did you ever wonder why it is that Anakin's Force Ghost never appeared to Kylo to talk him out of going to the dark side? Kylo's scenes with Vader's helmet practically begged for it, and that could have been cool to see. But yeah, you're right. Doesn't happen. And if anyone says, oh, well, he can't do that because of this, we see the Force Ghost of Anakin in the original trilogy. So he can create a Force Ghost, and yet somehow he doesn't show up? Yeah, you're right. Uh, Christoph Robert, thanks for subscribing to the channel. The Shepherd, is Ahsoka seen or heard in The Rise of Skywalker? Sorry if someone already asked. Someone did. 
Uh, but that's an easy answer. Yes, Ahsoka's voice is heard. It's by the original voice actress, uh, Ashley Eckstein. Uh, so it's not someone new. You just hear Ahsoka's voice giving uh, support to Ray. Grandmaster Yoda, Zori was the girl that pointed a gun at Poe. Okay. Zori, Star Wars. Uh, let's see. That Zori? Okay, so now this makes sense. All right, so Carrie Russell. Okay, Carrie Russell plays Zori in the film. So all you see, I had no idea that was Carrie Russell. You don't ever see her face. You only see her eyes. So her and Poe have some type of romantic uh, back and forth. Thank you for that context. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, there's some type of romantic relationship between the two. And uh, all you ever see, though, of her character is her eyes. So she's a pretty cool character given no backstory, no explanation. Uh, At one point says, yeah, you see this coin here? Yeah, this is my ticket out of here. And then five seconds later, after trying to kill Poe Dameron, says, oh, here, take it. (laughs) Then her planet is destroyed by the... uh, (laughs) By the Star Destroyer that has a planet-destroying cannon attached to it. Because remember, that's a thing. Uh, so so her planet's destroyed. But then at the very end of the movie, guess who shows up? Zori. And then uh, they never kiss or anything like that. But <laughs> thank you. Yeah, I had no idea that was Carrie Russell. Because all you ever see are her eyes. You don't see anything except like the tip of, like the top of her nose. The top of the bridge of her nose and her eyes. Would never have known. Would never have guessed that was Carrie Russell. Never in a million years would I have been able to figure that out on my own. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. So thank you, Alec Munoz, for that, too. Harwick says, So the LGBT reference in The Rise of Skywalker is just like the one with Sulu in Star Trek Beyond. Uh, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Now I remember that scene. It's exactly like that scene from Star Trek Beyond. So JJ has a track record, it seems. Frank says, this movie sounds like a horrible remake of Return of the Jedi. (laughs) Well, there are Ewoks. There are a couple of Ewoks that make an appearance. So, yeah. Your local meme dealer. Did Anakin's ghost show up at the end? Nope. Uh, The only two Force ghosts that we see are the Force ghosts of Luke and Leia looking Fondly at Ray as Ray tells that random woman on Tatooine, I'm Ray, Ray Skywalker. To which she and BB 8 see the sunsets, the double sun, uh, the twin sun sunset on Tatooine. Yep, that's what we get. <laughs> yep, two Ewoks. Two Ewoks that randomly show up at the end. Isn't that interesting? Uh,. <laughs> oh man wandering ranger thank you for the three lemon donation i appreciate it uh baron call says can we talk about that fact uh the fact that force ghosts can hold lightsabers and create force lightning they are unbeatable i know and yet no one utilizes them you're right not just that force ghost luke skywalker lifts from the depths of the sea around his island where he disappears he comes back as a force ghost and uh, talks about how, oh, you must treat your lightsaber with respect. Oh, really? Jake Skywalker. Really? Okay, thanks for telling me that now. Thank you. So using the Force powers, as a Force goes, he lifts his old X-Wing that was crashed in the waters out of the water and then lets Ray fly with it. So Ray becomes Red Five. <laughs> yep. 
Harwabentho. There's an upcoming Ahsoka Tano fa- fan film starring cosplayer Ray Kennex. I know what that is. It looks pretty cool. There's already a teaser for it, and Kennex not only looks the part, but also sounds exactly like Ashley Eckstein. Yep. And uh, overall, it looks pretty good. Father Chris Romero says, Have you seen the image going around of the Force Ghost with the happy Gilmore, Carl Weathers, Abe Lincoln, and Alligator in the background? No, but that sounds phenomenal. I have seen the meme going around of uh, people putting in Baby Yoda because it's like Mary and Joseph and Baby Yoda. <laughs> Dora Hobbit, did the audience cheer and applause at the end of the movie? So I, as I said, I was with, it was a press screening, so it was all media types, and there was some mild applause, like some mild clapping at the end. Alec Muniz, so there is a scene where Luke trains Leia. Yes, so there is a flashback scene where Luke, a, a younger Luke and younger Leia are training each other to the point where Leia actually is able to knock Luke to the ground. So knocks Luke to the ground. Then they lift their visors, and we see a young Luke Skywalker. They use CGI to have a young Luke Skywalker. CGI looks okay. But then they show young Leia with CGI. And if you thought the CGI they used in Rogue One for Leia was bad, this is 10,000 times worse. PS2 graphics. Really bad. And so, yes, they make it clear she received training, but on the final night of her training, she stops because obviously uh, she's married and has a kid, and so she stops training. And yet, even though she stops training, she somehow is the new master for Rey, and Rey trains under her. And Rey calls her in the movie, calls Leia, yes, master. Even though she cannot be a master because she never even completed her training. <laughs> Uh, Frank and the Clan, but does Rey have R2-D2 in Luke's ship? No. Soul Assassin, Zori Bliss reminds me of the Rocketeer. Yes, a lot like it. Harwick says, plot twist, Baby Yoda is actually a baby Yaddle and is Rey's grandmother. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious, you're right. Uh, Captain Dean Heiss over on DLive, was Broom Boy referred to at all? He is not. Uh, Baron Call says, let's free the animals in Last Jedi and take them to the battlefield. <laughs> they're not the same horses. Uh, so Baron Call, I will say, they're not, they're not the same horses from the Last Jedi that they use, but there are still space horses. They are still sporses. Sizer, do you think the uh, do you think many SFX artists died to bring us this movie? I can't imagine the crunch they went through. Yeah, seriously. Uh, it almost looked like that scene was added on last minute, and it very well could have been. Uh, with the way the graphics were towed. Harwick says, speaking of Rocketeer, have you watched it yet? No. Alex Muniz, is R2 basically ignored again? Yep, R2 is basically ignored. The only thing of note that he does is he restores 3PO's memory. He restores, 3PO's memory had to be wiped in the movie so that he could translate Sith language because his programming did not allow him to translate the language even though he knew what it meant. And so they had to wipe his memory to do it and when they wipe his memory, they uh, mention the fact that R2-D2 has memory backups, but that they're unreliable. But of course, that doesn't mean anything because R2-D2, as soon as he comes back, is able to restore his memory, no problem. Shepard, what is the tactical advantage of Sporces? There is no tactical advantage. So uh, the Sporces were planned to be used for a, bl- uh, for a ground strike, and then they decide to move the ground strike away from the ground of the planet with the lightning, to one of the Star Destroyers because their plan changes. 
And so instead of them being on the ground of the planet, now they're on the side of the ship. Yep. That's what we get. Uh, Father uh, Christopher Miller just posted it on your Twitter wall. Thank you, Father. I'll check that out later. Uh, JKD Buck says, I bet you wish... Uh, I bet you wish your memory could be wiped off this movie. <laughs> yep. Uh, Camera Zone. Was Akbar's death mentioned? Nope. But Admiral Holdo was mentioned. The Holdo maneuver was mentioned by name, while Admiral Akbar is ignored. Uh, now, there is another character from Admiral Akbar's species that's in the movie, but Akbar is not mentioned by name. Astral Walker, thank you for the $10 super chat, says it seems like the left-wing outlets hate this movie because it tries to course-correct The Last Jedi. They idolize Ryan Johnson because he is so anti-Trump. It's all about the orange man bad culture war to them. Uh, Astral Walker, thank you for the super chat. And uh, yeah, I think you're, I think you're definitely on to something there. Uh, one of the biggest critiques coming from the mainstream media is that they don't like that The Last Jedi is attempted to be retconned in certain ways. And that they try to go back to the fans. They try to go back to The Force Awakens and not to The Last Jedi. And I think that definitely pisses them off. I think you're absolutely right, man. Absolutely right, Astral Walker. Uh, Hardwick, do you think the fact that The Rise of Skywalker failed with critics will cause any further course correction on Disney's parts? To be honest, I do not think... I do not think that they are going to make any other films anytime soon. I think we're getting Mandalorian. We're getting the uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi series, which actually might be good because uh, the woman that they have directing it has been great so far for the Mandalorian. And I think they're taking a break for the movies. And the only movie that they seem to have in any sense prepared is the one they mentioned in The Rise of Skywalker where Lando Calrissian mentions to a female character, oh, let's go find out where you're from. Seemingly setting up a future series or movie. So I don't think they're making a movie anytime soon. Uh, As Martinez, Princess Leia cannot be a Jedi Master because she didn't finish her training, and I agree with you. However, canon in Rebels was called Master by Ezra, even though he didn't finish his. Alex, Alex, that's a great point. Touche. I think that's an excellent point. I would say, I guess the argument there would be the fact that the Jedi were no longer available, like the Jedi were gone. So I guess that's the way that you would explain it. But the biggest problem to me, I think, is that, uh, you know, Kanan was constantly using Jedi powers, etc. Leia never really used them. She felt things, she sensed things, but up until The Last Jedi, we never really see her using any powers. So I guess that's why it makes a little less sense to me. But that is a very good point. Uh, Captain CC27, thank you for the $2 super chat. How do you feel about Palpatine after the movie? Wasted character. Uh, in my opinion, it destroys the character and the fear of the character from the original trilogy. This, as I said, this sequel trilogy, this Disney trilogy, has destroyed Star Wars. And that's why the only way that we can enjoy Star Wars still is if we make it very clear that this cannot be canon. If we make it very clear that this cannot be canon. It's it's insane. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Alex Martinez, finish his training. Yes, you're right. J.P. Buck, uh, to hear you describe this movie just gets worse and worse. What a train wreck. It really is. Uh, Mario Paz G. Lesme, thank you very much for subscribing to the channel. 
Uh, John Mystery, isn't one of the reasons that cavalry charges no longer happen here on Earth? Machine guns, even putting infantry on the hull, they could have just cut them down. Yeah, that's the biggest problem with that whole moment, with the, with the sporses, with the space horses, is that there are ships flying around. There are TIE fighters flying all over the place. It would be very easy just to shoot, like, fish in a barrel all the sporses off the ship seeing what they're doing. But guess what they do instead? They send their own ground troops to the <laughs> to the ship. They send their own ground troops that happen to be the new red Sith stormtrooper that randomly appears. That's never fully explained. As many things are not fully explained. Orange at still alive. Awesome. Had to go out and shovel. It's really coming down here in the Adirondacks. Oh, a lot of snow, I, I assume. We didn't get that. We got a lot of cold weather, but we didn't get any of the snow, sadly. So Neons, let's also remember the Roundhead lives to troll the fans while JJ tried and failed a mandate of winning them back. Media hates fans, which is why they're going obsolete. They are. They absolutely are are going obsolete. Harwood Bentho, I think it's far more likely that Lando will get a Disney Plus series than a movie. I'm right there with you. Superfan Alex Shawhan, thanks for the great stream. Thank you. Alex Martinez, is there a post-credit scene that proves the Star Wars isn't canon? I wish. JKD Buck, did the space horses have freaking laser beams, freaking laser beams attached to their head? No, they did not. But that would have made sense. Rhaegar, and try to ask again. Father Christopher Miller, uh, okay, you were talking to someone else that's trying to contact me. Robert Johnson, thank you for the super chat, says, what is the reason she goes to Tatooine? Just because. They don't explain it. Uh, We assume that she's just going there to retire, I guess? Uh, basically she shows up on Tatooine just so that she can call herself a Skywalker. She goes back just so that she can go to the old house of, of Luke, bury the lightsabers of Luke and Leia there because that's what you do. Show her new lightsaber, meet a random stranger and then say, I'm Ray, Ray Skywalker. Father Christopher Miller, space horses, not since the Polish army rode horses to confront the Nazi invasion. <laughs> Cather Wingster, the Disney trilogy needed Jar- and he did Jar Jar to return. He was the key to all of this. Yes. We need Jar Jar back. Misa back. Uh, Fraz, does Hayden come back with new lines or is it archival footage? Does Anakin get a name drop? So uh, Hayden Christensen does voice work. So a bunch of voices are heard by Ray at one point giving her support. Uh, right before she says, I am all the Jedi. So you hear his voice. Uh, you hear uh, Hayden Christian's voice as Anakin Skywalker speaking to her. Um, they sounded like new lines. Super fan. Sad thing is now that Disney has Lucas script. So I don't, <laughs> uh, so I don't any end of the, ri- yeah, 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 there, there is not going to be a good ending to this at all. Not going to be a good ending to this at all. Uh, Titus Frost. Thank you for the diamond donation says Zionists are the rebels. Jesuits are the empire. That's an interesting point. Uh, Christopher Ross says, Media hold a maneuvering away from criticism. One in a million chance. <laughs> That's a great point. And Peabody, uh, might be they didn't use TIE fighters against Sporces because if they missed, they would be attacking their own ship. Yeah, you're right. But as I said, you don't need to fire. You just need to go at low altitude and literally wipe them off the ship. <laughs> Uh, not send ground forces to take care of them. Uh, let's see. Uh, 
Uh, Invigri says, no need to shoot the sporces. Just bank the ship about 70 degrees and they will fall off. Job done. Again, they were still in atmosphere, so that could have worked as well. <laughs> Super fan. Yeah, as Ray's lightsaber, at least a, sha- a at least a rainbow-colored saber. Uh, yeah, that would have made more sense. Alice Martinez. So does Ben Swallow die like a punk? He gets cucked out again, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, so he gets uh, his force powers... Uh, absorbed by Palpatine who absorbs both his and Ray's. Um, and then after Ray gets killed. So after Ray dies and she is dead, you see her very clearly dead lifeless. Uh, Kylo crawls out of the pit to her and then is able to bring her back to life. Kiss her only for her to die. Um, yeah. So that's after the death of Palpatine. Oh, Lord, oh, Lord. Uh, Captain Wingster, Odin, can we call this the Mary Sue trilogy? Yes, we can. Uh, Master Voss, Wedge, best pilot of the Rebellion is an S-Gunner seat. Isn't that a waste? Yeah, you're right. You're right. That is a good point. It is a waste. It is a waste. Captain Wingster, Kylo is the dark-clothed white knight for Rey. Yep. And Martinez, so how, if ever, did they explain how Palpatine survived or came back? They didn't. They don't explain it. All they mention is an offhand comment about how he has uh, been able to tap into unnatural aspects of the Force. There are some powers that are considered unnatural. That's all that's given. He's not a clone. Uh, he's not a Force ghost. He is somehow there. Uh, and he sucks out the life force of people to stay alive. That, that's basically what we're given. That's all we are given at this point. Uh, Scotty Taylor, thank you for the $5 super chat says, how can Ray go back to Luke's old home when his home was destroyed right after finding R2 and C-3PO in a new hope? Well, because it was abandoned after that time, not everything was destroyed. Uh, so it's covered with sand for the most part. And so she's looking around at the home to see where Luke grew up. Basically it's JJ Abrams saying, Hey guys, remember Tatooine? Remember where Luke lived remember all these great remember the twin sons and that powerful moment with the nice swelling of the score remember all of these things that's why it was there it wasn't there to make sense it was there because they were trying to get nostalgia uh michael andrade says are the sith troopers explained why do they exist nope uh we can assume that they are specifically the troopers that have been manning the hundreds if not thousands of random uh star destroyers that now exist And so, therefore, because those are part of the final order and they're a part of Palpatine's army that he somehow created out of thin air, that's the reason why they they exist and that they have new armor. Again, it's never explained, though. Never fully explained. We have to assume. Uh, Hardwick says, does Palpatine look different than he used to? Yeah. I mean, all the images that have been leaked uh, are legit. Slicer, I moved to change the term to Mary, uh, Mary, to Mary, to Maray, Maray Sue. Her death cements her as a martyr, just like the first Mary Sue. He, uh, her resurrection at the cost of a man's life is feminist propaganda. Ah, that's an interesting thing. Catherine Wingster, in the face of all the bull crap we will face next year, just remember we were right. You're right. Uh, Alex Martinez, so basically this movie is messy and disjointed and a rushed, chaotic plot story mess with no substance whatsoever. Yeah, I'm not counting Disney Star Wars. Star Wars as canon any longer? Nope, you, you should not. Frank, uh, let the past die. Oh, crap, we need the past, so let's just throw as much <laughs> past in to try and save this dumpster fire. Exactly. Kill the past if you have to. Wait a minute. We need it. Wait. Wait, we need it. 
And yes, there is a final order. Yeah. So the first order becomes the final order and Palpatine is the one that brings about the final order. Niggle Noodles, I've been listening while working. I guess I can rest easy now that I know Raylo is an actual thing and lesbians exist in a galaxy far, far away. Uh, yep. Uh, Shepard says, Palpatine had no contingency plan for the army of the bestest ever. Uh, Ian Vickery, if I, if I say I identify as a Windsor, can I walk into Buckingham Palace and claim it? According to this movie, you can. Uh, Tom Harmer, uh, Tom, uh, Tom Harmer Borley, what is that woman who is friends with Podu? Um, basically, so they just randomly meet her, uh, on a planet. Uh, <laughs> so there's another sand planet that they go to and, um, they're trying to find the wayfinder. And so that again, part of the, basically she's a random character that's added in. And the only thing of importance she does is she and Poe or rather she and, uh, Finn stay behind on the star destroyer to try and hack into the cannon to destroy the head ship. So that way that none of the other ships can communicate with each other because that's how technology works in this universe. Only one ship can control it. Um, and then at the very end, her and Lando are talking to each other. Lando says, where are you from? And she says, I don't know. And then so Lando says, let's go find out. Let's go find out together. Uh, Fraz says... Why didn't John Flickinger do a review on The Last Jedi? He does not have a review of The Last Jedi on his channels. He's been thinking of doing one for a very long time. Uh, he might one day. He might one day. Uh, he has a lot of thoughts on it. I can tell you this much. He does not like that movie. Sizer says, they went, out, uh, they went out of order. There was no middle order to fit between the first and final order. Arrest JJ for disorderly conduct. What an ordeal. Yeah, you're right about that. Okay. Uh, we got to finish up this chat, so let me just go to RR. Thank you for the $5 super chat. Says, Hail Odin. I guess I can understand bearing Luke's lightsaber on Tatooine, but Leia had no connection to the Owen farm. Makes no sense. And you're exactly right. It makes zero sense whatsoever. But they don't care about anything that makes sense. They want you to see Tatooine lightsaber. That's all they want you to see. All they care about is the nostalgia. They don't care about it making sense. They just want the nostalgia. Uh, Tom Harmer Borley, thanks for subscribing to the channel. Force Ghost Jeremy, thank you for the super chat, says, quick question, is there an end credit scene? I don't want to wait any longer than I have to to get out of the cinema. Uh, not to my knowledge. Uh, we, me and John, got out of there as soon as the official, so they had the initial credits. I know how many Marvel films have like a mid-credit scene. We wanted to see if there was something there. There wasn't. So a bunch of people were already leaving. We started to leave. And... I can't imagine that there was anything there, uh, and I don't care, really, at this point. <laughs> and out of step with reality, thank you for the $8 Super Chat, says, So does hearing Ahsoka mean she is dead? Uh, it seems to indicate that, because the, all the voices that are heard are of dead people. Because you hear Anakin's voice. You hear Qui-Gon Jinn's voice uh, by Liam Neeson. You hear Liam's no Liam Neeson's voice very clear. You hear uh, Ashley Eckstein as Ahsoka Tano's voice very clear. You hear Yoda's voice very clear as well. Uh, you hear, uh, I believe Ewan McGregor's voice can be heard pretty clearly also. Um, Leia, Luke, all their voices are heard. They're all dead. So it seems to indicate that Ahsoka is dead. They don't, so again, another thing that's not explained. Another thing that's there because they're trying to reach out to, again, fans. Fan service. The film tries and fails miserably at fan service. It's all about the member berries, Rhaegar. You're exactly right. It's all about 
the member berries. All right. Well, we've been going now for two and a half hours. Uh, hopefully I've been getting, uh, hopefully I got all the information that you wanted to know out. Uh, Spencer new. Thanks for subscribing to the channel. So, uh, please let me know. Um, you know, there's going to be other streams. I'm going to be on midnight's edge after dark tonight. So look out midnight's edge after dark tonight. I'm sure the rise of Skywalker spoilers discussion will be a topic. I'm assuming so uh, please check out Midnight's Edge After Dark if you want more talk about that. So I'll be doing that this evening. I plan on doing a video for the channel today, either covering the Rotten Tomatoes reviews or something else dealing with The Rise of Skywalker, maybe box office. Uh, there are now some new reports about the box office being around the amount that we thought that they were going to be. Um, the other stream is going to be running. So as I said before, there is currently a stream over on the second channel, Welcome to Asgard, and it is constantly refreshing the page for Rotten Tomatoes, and it's going to be running pretty much as long as I can keep it running, because we want to make sure if they try any type of refresh, any type of uh, review, delete, or, or even review edits, it's caught all on video. So I'll be keeping that running for as long as I possibly can. As long as the internet connection holds up, it, it should be running. Uh, so go check that out if you're interested in that score and seeing where it is. I don't know what the budget of the film is. I saw that comment there. Uh, Disney can hold back on releasing that budget. But as I said previously, uh, the first film, Force Awakens, was over $300 million budget, meaning this film is at least $300 million, And in all likelihood, because of all the crap that happens in it and its length, probably closer to $400 million, I'd imagine, meaning the film costs roughly $600 million to both produce and make, meaning the film needs to make over a billion dollars just to break even. Uh, it's a terrible film. It's awful. And I hope that all this information that y'all have been getting uh, has made that clear. And I hope that I've answered as many questions as I possibly can. More questions, I'm sure, will be asked. More questions will be answered. And thank you all for being here. Uh, you guys are freaking awesome and amazing uh, people. Uh, someone asked if I'm watching the Witcher series. Uh, I think I might check that out now because after uh, that awesome, awesome dude, Henry Cavill, and his interviewing skills of shutting down woke journalists, I, I want to support it just to see him in there. Uh, before I go, because this is an official live stream, I'm going to shout out my patrons and subscribe star peeps. If you want your name shouted out, at the end of every live stream, check out my Patreon or Subscribestar. There's a lot of other goodies there that you can have access to as well. So a huge shout-out to Animation Commentator, Brian P., Dion, DivX, Elizabeth M., Enrique Evangelista, Fan Addicts of Film, Father Christopher Miller, Frank the Tank and the Shawhan Weirdog Clan, Harold Francis the Hunky Chunky, Funky Monkey, Inflamed Wood, It's a Trap Productions, Jason Clark, Jeffrey Toon, JJ, Jonathan Jerembeck, Lady T, Mad Mitch Dunaway, Mr. Peabody and his evil twin, Orange Hat Reviews, Outpost Dyer, Perpetual Punster, Riff Magos, Rosetta Allen, Theodore Benden, The DJD Show, Those Two Ball Guys, U.S. Dutch Kitty, Tina B, and Sharon Ferguson. Thanks for being my December patrons. And also a shout out to my subscribe star peeps, Larry Larry, Mr. Roy, Glinzer, G2Cool99, Darkstar57, Alex McCarthy, US888209 Fast, Dean Heiss, Harold Francis, J Rod the Beer Guru, Nevadanji Adams, 
and ZK Man. You guys are all freaking awesome. Seriously, all the new people that have been joining me over on DLive, thank you so much for joining. Uh, you all know, uh, for those that have been around for a while, I'll take care of the chat with a little uh, filling of the chest in a second. Um, everyone on, on YouTube, thank you so much for your support. Uh, Soul Assassin, you see dead people, I hear dead people. Yep, she hears a lot of dead people in this film. Grandmaster, don't know about the budgets. John uh, Mystery, will you leave the tomato monitoring stream running? Yes, I will. Uh, Frank says, wait, was Luke Saber still broken in half? Uh, not that I could, so not the green one, the blue one. Uh, uh, his his blue lightsaber. Uh, Harwick, one review of the third Mummy movie. Okay, that's... <laughs> uh, so all Force Ghost people are living with Rey in Luke's house now? Yeah, that's pretty much what they seem to insinuate. <laughs> it sounds awful. Anyway, uh, you guys are awesome. K-Man, thank you for the diamond donation. Dom- donation? Donation, I appreciate it. Again, there is currently a live stream going on. Welcome to Asgard channel. Go check that out if you want. Uh, check the links in the description if you want to support the channel in other ways because uh, I appreciate it. Anything that helps me continue to do the work that I do uh, is much appreciated. Uh, so you guys are amazing and beautiful people. My voice is tired. It's sore. I'm sick. Uh, and I still have some work to do. So anyway, you guys are amazing and beautiful people. Have a wonderful day since it is still the daytime. This will be unlisted after it goes off. Uh, but the link is going to be active. So if you have the link, you have access to it. If anyone has missed this and wants to know spoilers, send them the link. Because uh, we obviously cover a lot of it. You guys are awesome. Have a wonderful day. And as always, God bless.